So I can't remember if recently if I had mentioned this back to you, but given that we're doing a Halloween hodgepodge episode and this this will uh-huh. encompass a lot of things over the last month of our spooky October season of things we didn't get to mention on those episodes. But um, you had had given us a, a, a recommendation for a treat. And my wife even tonight had a bowl of this. And that is mm. that Monster Mash cereal. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. remember if I had mentioned that we had bought this. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, it's good. I, uh, I don't follow the other, I'm not a big cereal follower, you know, I don't drink milk <laughs> right. in my cereal, so, mm-hmm. like a weirdo, and, uh, I, I like the idea of these classic cereals, like the Frankenberry, the Count Chocolate, Chocula and stuff, but, uh, I never really, like, bought them when they came out, like, I remember them when I was a kid, but, like, I'm just like, whatever, but then you mentioned this, this thing, which had, uh, God, what was it now, I, I'm picturing her, the, the green, like, ghoulish girl on the front now, I can't remember her flavor, uh, Carmella Creeper, uh, Creeper, there yeah, we go, yeah, Carmella Creeper, it also was weird to say, like, I can't remember this girl's flavor, that's a weird thing to say, <laughs> <laughs> salmon, it's a booger uh. thing, okay, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, it was good, it's like, it's fruity, it's uh they they go well together i feel overall uh my wife has been a big fan and uh just in the fact that i like everything to be spooky around halloween and now we got cereals that are spooky that it's just great yeah. it just really it really fulfilled the whole month i would say i totally agree i uh i thought it was really good i like the uh the cereal pieces had like a berry flavor to them um i i feel like picking a lane for that really goes a long way because That's when true. I tried to mix together Frankenberry, right. Blueberry, and Count Chocula, <laughs> it just became like a flavor mess. You couldn't really like identify any of them. So uh, I think that really worked out. And we've got a nice variety of marshmallow shapes for the Monster Mash cereal. Right. So I, uh, I really fucking dug it. So Monster Mash Remix Cereal. I don't know if they still have that in the stores. A lot of times they just like put it out for That's like true. late September into uh, mid-October. But uh yeah, if you can find it, give it a shot because uh, it's fucking good. And look, those little shitty cereal marshmallows. Oh, my God. Oh, man, they just hit right, right? Wonderful. Ugh. Yeah. So they good. It's like weird crunch. It's like the same crunch sound that I identify with, like, stepping into, like, fresh snow, you know? Ooh, they got that cereal fresh snow crunch. Yeah. Yeah. You've been wow. saying it for years. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's great. <laughs> that somebody finally listened to me, you know? They finally did it. Well, it was it worked, man. And, uh... On the note of uh, cereals and foods and other things as well, uh, I also happened to get a special treat for this episode, and I hope it's still good because we've been recording for a little while here, uh, the outtakes and everything, and um, we're a little bit farther into this, but I I hope this frozen treat is still good for me. And that is, got myself an RC Cola, baby! Wow, I can. I can't even. Oh! Okay. (laughs) In Mother Russia, RC Cola opens you. <laughs> That's true. Don't go. It's scary. Um, it's good as always. You know, it's got that uh, that Coca Cola Pepsi taste. <laughs> yeah, of course. You yeah. know, speaking of the Monster Master remix, yeah. this is a Coca Cola Pepsi remix. Of course, RC Cola. of course. So uh, my brother in law came over today. We had some Dr Pepper's in the fridge. He's a, a Coke Zero kind of guy, but. Uh, Oh, me too. We didn't yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. I, I thought about I mentioned I meant to mention to him the uh, the full fat Coke uh, joke. That, <laughs> I, ever since you joked about that, I, I keep thinking about that. Um, but he had a, a full fat Dr. Pepper and he saw the RC. He's like, RC Cola. God, I haven't seen one of those since I was a kid. And I wanted to be like, 
drink it, drink it. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. knows in front of him, he didn't take it, so that's okay. But uh, yeah, there's a, a certain nostalgia with that as well. So that from the Monster Mash to the RC Cola, I got that nostalgia going today. You know, uh, back in the day, like the first year or two of the podcast, you and I were all about RC Cola. We would uh, yep. we would talk about it almost constantly. Yeah. You know, I ended up buying a RC Cola t-shirt. Right, it's a good t-shirt. Those were the days. I mean, the podcast was worse, right. but uh, if you can believe it. But, but hey, the RC you know? talk was stellar. Oh, my God. And constant. Scintillating. <laughs> Scintillating, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad uh, uh, you were able to bring it back. How's that, how's that treating you? It's pretty good, man, because it's not actually as yeah. cold as I wanted it to be. I put it in the freezer before the episode, oh, but now it's yeah. we're like 30 minutes into recording, so or, or talking and recording. So um, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, so it, 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 you know, it warmed up a bit. But man, yeah. it's got that good taste, so it works. You know, uh, we we joke about RC Cola just being a mixture of Pepsi and Coke, and uh, when we joke about that, we are uh, being truthful right. as well, kind of. So anytime I go to a uh, convenience store mm-hmm. and they have both Coke and Pepsi in their fountain, oh, you best believe I'm making okay. me uh, a farm table RC Cola, <laughs> right? You know, just as our grandparents used to do, of course. <laughs> Of course, you know, you would harvest the RC cans, you know, have to make sure the cans were just ripe. You know, it's like, ah, this one's a little too midnight blue. You know, we better, better leave it. Yep. Got to get that right Um, color. And then like, uh, yeah, I mix Coke and Pepsi and then I throw a a splash or two of, of cherry flavoring. Oh, I bet you do. It's incredible. That's a good taste, man. I bet that's, I bet that's great. I think the RC Mm -hmm. is a, is a lost flavor in the world and uh, I would Mm -hmm. much prefer it over regular Pepsi. Um, so much so another food related thing I'm going to say is, uh, okay. I, uh, I made a mistake the other day, Brent. And, uh, Oh no. <sighs> Steven. Yeah. Where's your turkey baster right now? <laughs> okay. That's a whole nother conversation it has nothing to do with food and, <laughs> or what? Turkey was... <laughs> baster. If you can hear me honk right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's muffled. <laughs> we have confirmation. Um, now that I'm thinking about turkey basters, I can't think. Oh, right. I, uh, I knew better, but Amanda was out of town for the night or she was, she was with friends at a wedding. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, she was in Houston, but the other side of Houston is out of town. Essentially. It's that far. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she was out of town for all intents yeah. and purposes. So I decided, oh, well, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do myself a little little Caesars and, uh, oh, I did their okay. garlic butter, which always, uh, is always a bad time for me afterwards. Um, it's so good. And then afterwards, my tummy just starts going like, hey, I fucking hate you. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I got this thing called the four quarter, four quarter pizza, where okay. they make a pizza and then they kind of cut the ends and fold them over into four, like, it looks like a plus sign almost, four ends hmm. that are like a calzone. So you get like pizza in the middle, oh. you get calzone on the ends. And the middle is four different types of meat. And each calzone is one individual of those types of meats. You get your choice as you go around. As I'm describing this, I'm having flashbacks of the grease episode that I went through for this yeah. thing, and uh, it was mm-hmm. it was a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. but man, I had that that garlic butter, and it, and it really it really got to me. Um, and I, I I think I brought this up because they uh, they exclusively serve Pepsi products, and I wanted their crazy bread along with this, and they had a a version uh, where I could get this four quarter pizza thing with crazy bread with a two liter of Pepsi or I could, and that was like $13 or I could get those mm-hmm. individually and just knock at the Pepsi. And it was like 1250. And that's what I did. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, look, I don't even need the fucking Pepsi in my life, man. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. 
Look, you, you saved a couple of quarters, if anything. So I will say I realized afterwards that part of Pepsi is they had Starry. And oh, yes. I still have not mm. tried Starry, I don't, I don't think, after you had mentioned it, which you like. And uh, Amanda's excited to try. But I was like, mm. I, again, I don't need a two liter to try it. Like, I just want like a can or a bottle yeah. or whatever. I don't need that mm-hmm. much. So I still stick with my decision. But I was like, guys, would you would you give a good enough deal that you give a whole two liter of soda away and someone goes out of their way to not get that deal? <laughs> Maybe you should have some fucking Dr. Pepper or Coke products up in there, you know, at least give me Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And then I'd be fine. Yeah. I'm- I'm surprised they didn't have DP there. Uh, I mean, that's, you know. It's so easy to put DP in there. I, again, go back to the turkey baster. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Where is it? Here's the thing. I can't find it, okay? Mm-hmm. I can't find the turkey baster. You got me. Okay. We have a whole yeah. month till turkey day, and I can't even find it. If you sneeze during this episode oh and a turkey baster comes out, <laughs> I'm just saying. Imagine the sound effects for that. <laughs> <laughs> picture it picture it. oh boy well uh yeah so with that i'm gonna say uh we're doing it i'm steven i'm brent welcome to let's talk about stuff where today we are doing our i guess our annual horror hodgepodge episode we kind of end up doing mm-hmm. these every year kind of everything on the outskirts that we didn't get to talk about during the month and uh i know that brent has a ton of stuff uh from what you mentioned i have a few things uh i wanted more yeah. and i'll tell you why though is i had to even get with my wife after this or before the show i mean and, and be like hey what did we watch this year and uh, we watched so many things for the show. You know, we did so many episodes and so many trilogies and all that stuff that I'm like, yeah, that's what I did with my time. Uh, we watched a lot of our, our normal stuff throughout that, but uh, hardly any like new stuff for us, uh, unfortunately. So uh, I'm very excited. Mm. You have categories. I'm very excited for that. I know yes. where I can fit some stuff in. Uh, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to a good episode, man. Just rest in peace to that turkey baster. It's just really like <laughs> it's I can fit it in because it has a tapered end you know <laughs> look that's the mistake that we all make at a certain point the first time it's too bad um but yeah so i knew uh i i haven't listened to it yet but uh from what i saw from your post of your other podcast the nudist colony you guys had talked a little bit about your oh, yeah. your halloweens and everything but uh i want to do a little uh halloween decompression kind of how that night went what we watched that night as well mm-hmm. um that kind of stuff so uh how was how was your halloween sir well Stephen, i'll tell you but before i get to that I do want to mention something, like, seriously, real quick, which is, uh, you know, we joke around a lot that nobody listens to the show, and uh, which is mostly true, but uh, we do have a listener base of yeah. sorts, so to them, especially the, uh, the people in the United States, I wanted to pass along some information that I recently heard, and uh, people are trying to get the word out about it, which is 988. Are you familiar with this phone number, no, Steve? No, I'm not. Well, this is... <laughs> Stephen, this is an educational <laughs> podcast. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. We've been saying it for but years. I've been saying it for years. So, uh, look, uh, it's after Halloween at this point, right? You know, seasonal depression is a thing, and people uh, go through things around this time of the year. And um, I just wanted to pass this along yeah, for awesome. whomever needs it. So, 988 is the Suicide and Crisis Helpline, and that's for the United States. You can call, text, or chat. Uh, to that number and then uh, per their website 988lifeline.org numerous studies have shown that callers feel less suicidal less depressed less overwhelmed mm-hmm. and more hopeful after speaking with a 988 lifeline counselor so just for people who need it you know I, just helping to spread the word i heard about this on uh the uh, like the liquid metal station on sirius xm like uh. a, a week or two ago 
And uh, the DJ there said, you know, pass this along to people. You don't know who might need that information. I've seen that on billboards throughout my city uh, that come up. So, yeah, it's like a new thing. So instead of 911 for those specific instances, just call 988 and uh, somebody will help you out there. So, yeah, just passing that uh, that word along. Now, back to our bullshit. Uh So Halloween kind of came and went for us. Uh, I won the coolest costume. Talk about it. Yeah, that was thing. awesome, Yeah, dude. that was fun. I dressed like a totally rad dude from uh, the 90s, mm-hmm. and uh, I was pretty happy with it. Uh, people at it my work great. fucking loved it, and uh, which was a nice surprise for me because, see, I don't know how I tell you this, but um, I'm a type of guy that uh, likes a compliment or two, you know? Oh, okay, um, yeah. I, I try to be, uh, you know, you know, fake about, like, not accepting it, um, but really, I just like, yeah, please... Tell me more. Go on. <laughs> Go on at uh, length, width, and girth, please. Like anyone, you like compliments, especially when you're dressing like a 90s nerd. Exactly. So, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So that was cool. I got a little uh, trophy as great. well. So thank you. you. I appreciate so it. So you, you usually have facial hair, um, and it, it includes a mustache in your kind of beard look, but that, that mm-hmm. picture you sent of that looked like you, you shaved everything but the mustache. Is that correct, sir? This is correct. Thank you for picking up on this, because I, I showed up to so. work the, that day, and people were like, you look right. different. And then it, the next day, when I went in just my, my regular work clothes, which is like button-down shirt, some chinos, a blazer, all this stuff, uh-huh. And uh, people were like, you, did you get, what, what is it? Why do you look different? Right. There's something strange in yeah. the neighborhood. But, um, so I'm slowly growing back my, like, uh, my chin right. strap and, and all that stuff. But yeah, having just a mustache. Yeah, well, how'd you feel about that? It was kind of weird, <laughs> you know? Every time I would look in the mirror, I'd be like, ooh, who's this fella? I don't fella? think I pull that he's, off. He's trying to lure me into a van. I just know it. You I know? feel like me being white and bald... I definitely would have that <laughs> that van look, you know. I don't want that going on for me. You pulled it off. Yeah. That's the thing is, I think it looked good, but uh, it was just weird. It's jarring uh, to see a friend uh, <laughs> just mustache it, you know. Um, yeah. After not knowing you that way, but uh, some dudes really can work that work, you know. Tom Selleck, it, totally. Yeah. Trebek, obviously, it, you know, but like, not for everybody. Not for everybody. It. It got to a point, because I've had to live this way for the past, like, six days or whatever, as of this record, and I was like, am I just a mustache guy? Oh, interesting. Am I I this guy? And I was like, no. (laughs) No, I'm not. I can't. (laughs) What'd your wife think of it? Does not like. Yeah, I imagine. Oh, that's me as a person, I meant. Oh, okay, the Um, mustache, though. Mustache, she was like, eh, I don't like that either. She's like, it's an improvement. Somehow it got worse. I can't see your face as much. That helps. <laughs> but I like the beard because uh, it's less of the face. That helps. I think that's what it is. Right. Uh, I think the having a, a, a beard uh-huh. uh, helps define one's jawline, or especially in my case. Right. But uh, I, I keep telling her, you know, one of these days, I'm just, I'm just going to shave all my facial hair off. <laughs> Just to see what it's like, yeah. you know, because that's that's how I spent my youth. I, mean, I didn't yeah. have uh, facial hair until I uh, was in, I don't know, like junior or senior Fourth grade. And I was just like a, a little shitty. Uh, <laughs> right. That's when you started your soul patch, right? Fourth grade. Steven, uh, where I grew up, we didn't have grades. We couldn't afford a lot of those numbers. So it was just one room, one school room. Uh-huh. First through second or first through 12th grade. Uh huh. That makes sense. It's an, that's Anola for you. I mean, that's the crooked eye in a, a nutshell is what that is, you know. Sometimes people were like giving dissertations on uh, different, uh, you know, subjects. Other times people are just like lobbing dodgeballs. Right. It's like, hey, 
Anything goes here, you know? Either way, man. Just don't hit the donkey. Do not hit the donkey. The donkey? Yeah. We, so we, for the shop, uh-huh. shop class, a bunch of us had built a set of stairs because that's all we could, like, put together. <laughs> okay. But the stairs didn't didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and so uh-huh. we had a donkey. Like, you know how, you know how yeah. when you grow up in a, right. a, a poor community, you just have, like, a donkey that's, like... It's just around. Yeah, it's kind of like... Is it law enforcement? Right. Like what? What does this donkey do? Because right. I see it doing like fucking keg stands. Oh shit! I don't okay. know, man. Teaches a hell of a Sunday school. Is all I'm saying. But yeah. like the the donkey would like come in and like crawls up the stairs and is just like stuck there. He's so, still in his day. You can't back a donkey down some stairs, wow. Stephen. Wow, I didn't know that. And if somebody says that it can be done, they're lying. No, I, I mean they might be correct. We oh, just didn't just look that had. hard. It's well, a small school. We small just, school. You didn't have. We internet. just didn't care. Then you guys couldn't ask anybody. We didn't have. I'm sorry. What is this? A computer. Do you have computer class? You're gonna have to speak slower. <laughs> I cannot understand you know, what you're saying. The donkey story. I I'm just not positive if it's true or not. It's hard to tell with you sometimes. Uh, sorry hmm. to say if you're if you're joking or not. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that about you, but I will say that I I think I mentioned a few months ago. I rewatched the the Big Green from my youth. Uh, oh, a Steve yeah. Gutenberg movie with uh, uh, Ham, the Hamilton Porter from uh, from over in uh, the Sandlot. Yeah, the Sandlot. Thank you. Mm-hmm. In that movie, they're in a tiny, tiny town. They start a soccer team. Um, I believe at their school, they do have like a one room classroom for every grade. And I believe at their school, there. I think that part of the movie is like there's a cow around a lot, and he's just around. And he is around the school, so I'm like. When you say stuff like that, I'm like, I think Brent is being serious. I think there was a donkey <laughs> that hung out of their school, and I'm pretty sure he was in their grade, and he just didn't know it. And uh, But yeah, I, 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 I can throw some validity to that conversation, I feel, a little bit now. Yeah, I mean, that donkey was most definitely there, taught social studies <laughs> in seventh grade. Could have, I think it was seventh. I don't know. Right, it was just one room that you go into, and they just tell Makes you, sense. like, okay, you're finally done with this, I guess. Right. Here's your... Uh, diploma stapled to a dodgeball. Now get in there. Damn straight, man. I would mm-hmm. have had a diploma stapled to a dodgeball. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, we'll quickly detach a cornea. Let me well, just say. Um, so I did not dress up for work for uh, for our works thing because mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Did you did you guys have a work like? Did you guys celebrate? Did you have like candy or like a, a, a moment? Uh, you got like a slice of pizza. Did you guys celebrate Halloween or was this just for the costume um, contest? Uh, yeah, I mean, they had, like, walking tacos and, um, you know, that type of thing. So they, they did, like, uh, fun little, like, things throughout the day, but uh, not many people dressed up. This is, uh, like, one of the first years that they're reinstating us to be able to do that since, uh, like, COVID and oh, stuff. Oh, there was an issue years ago? No, it's just, like, COVID oh, and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, Bob got fired a, f- a few years ago because uh, mm-hmm. he came as like one of those, you know, a double costume. You have another person like where you're like a horse and someone on the back and then the back of the horse. He did that, but he didn't have another person. So he was just butts out. He had no pants on. <laughs> yeah. Just in front of a fucking horse walking around. It was weird. So they had to cancel Halloween for a few mm-hmm. years, but they brought it back so that Brent could dress like a 90s nerd. So that's cool. Yeah. It's a good look for you. It worked in my favor. Well, I don't know. I didn't know, Bob. We we so Halloween was on a Tuesday. Obviously people know that. They did that they they moved it to that day for our podcast this year, which was nice of the course. whole world to do that for it us. It only makes sense. Yeah, only makes sense. 
um my i show up on monday for work my uh one of my coworkers kind of dressed up but i was just like oh i guess he's just a farmer today no big deal um didn't think much of it and then uh because that was the day we celebrated halloween was was monday the the 30th oh and i was like well i didn't remember that because uh if i thought we were gonna have a party i figured you know it's already on tuesday so just do it on tuesday right like that's weird yeah so we had uh we had a, a little party then and uh, i did not dress up a lot of people did though but i realized everything that i had to dress up was pretty bloody so i don't know or like at least <laughs> violent looking uh yeah. that kind of stuff so i had had plans i'd gotten as extra costumes i had mentioned the other week that i went all out at party city and spirit halloween buying stuff for us this year and uh, i bought us multiple costumes my idea had been uh i got myself a, a ghost-faced costume and then I got us yes. things for, for other parts of that. Uh, I got a wig that I could be Billy, and I was going to wear a white T-shirt with blood sprayed on it. And then my <laughs> idea was I could take off the ghost face mask at some point and be Billy underneath. And uh, mm. I got a blonde wig so that Amanda could be Casey Becker from the beginning of Scream. We were, I was even like that day on Halloween day when the kids were like knocking at the door uh, in between that when they first started like at 6 o'clock. I was trying to uh, build a... Uh, a phone out of cardboard that i had i was trying to cut it and build it uh before amanda got home and uh we had a, it had issues that day with our um it got cold and we didn't have any heat so we were having people come fix that and it was kind of a mess but it ended up being kind of cool for halloween so uh, i threw on my ghost face costume didn't get through the phone uh, i realized later like oh it'd be kind of cool i tried them both wigs obviously so uh mm-hmm. i realized man it'd be kind of cool if i dressed like casey becker and Amanda was Ghostface. <laughs> uh, yeah. We also got a Ghostface costume for our dog Maggie. So I was like, well, maybe she's mm-hmm. Ghostface. I'm Casey and Amanda's Billy. Oh. You know, Hell that'd yeah. be good luck. So maybe next year. Uh, but we had so many kids come to our house and we love it here. We, awesome. we really decorated our house, but all out with lights and it looked fucking great. I had a fog machine. I had like purple lights on the house. I had uh, green and, and orange lights on these like stick LED lights I have on the sides. It just looked like a cool, cool Halloween rave. Uh, the kids mm. were crossing the street to make sure to come to our house because it's a little bit harder to get there. And they were making sure to come to us, which was cool. Got lots of compliments on our pumpkins. I threw in that ghost face costume, just ended up wearing that whole night. I literally had no chance uh, from like six to nine. <laughs> uh, basically, we were just like inundated. Uh, we ran out of candy. I just switched to glow sticks uh, to give you a chance, oh, which nice. they love. So that's cool. But um, yeah, it ended up being a great night. But we were we were just swamped. I could never stop. Amanda put on this scream shirt that I got her. And uh, we took some cool pictures and everything, and uh, it was a good night. But uh, I do want to revisit my uh, my Billy costume at some point. And uh, that's when I was like, well, I can't wear Ghostface to work. and I, It just feels weird. And I can't wear Billy to work because the whole point of Billy is that he is, like, bloody. So, like, that's not a good costume. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad either way for me that we, uh, we mm-hmm. didn't do a full costume contest. I don't feel like I lost anything. Yeah. But uh, it would have been fun as well. So I just love Halloween. Yeah, that was one of the rules at my work is nothing too like bloody or gory and it has to be like, you know, work appropriate. Right. So you can't have like plunging necklines or plunging dick lines or plunging <laughs> ass crack lines. Like, you know, the stuff that I would like to do. But I just mentioned a plunging dick line. <laughs> like cleavage for your crotch. <laughs> yeah. Somebody would be like, honestly, it really doesn't need to plunge that far. Like it just is you could have just worn you could have just worn regular pants. Oh but uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to cobble together a, a costume out of uh, something that's, you know, uh, was kind of like fun instead of frightening. But right. that said, 
I do at one point want to like be able to dress up like Jason or or whatever. You oh know? yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, Jason Mraz. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, I'm gonna grow out my <laughs> I'm gonna grow out my thumbnail super long, put on a pork pie hat, sandals. It'll be fun. That's honestly the scariest thing I can think of you in. <laughs> you put on white face, and people are like Jason yeah. Mraz. Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's so funny. If, if I see any kids with a, a tummy ache from eating too much candy, it's like, oh, I got the remedy. No, wait, wait, wait. No, no, don't get in my van. Wait. It's, it's I will turn. say uh, there were no rules to speak of at our Halloween contest that I could tell, but they didn't they didn't put anything out. But uh, we did have like a single Jason mask wearer, like just a hockey mask wearer. But oh, cool. it wasn't very scary. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't dress up the whole thing. Right. There was also like a scary yeah. clown make like mask. But again, it wasn't like he had like a knife with him or anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. or even like a fake one or whatever. But um, because that's what I'm all about. You know, like I like the scary stuff. The little kids, though, some of them little tiny kids, very frightened of ghost face masks. So I always make sure to, to lift it up and be like, it's OK. Uh, Amanda was there and non scary anything. So she was helpful. And she's a woman, I think, too. It helps uh, to be like, hey, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But some of the kids uh, were pretty scared. And one in particular, a neighbor, I think they were at some other neighborhood or church thing or whatever, and came back. And um, I thought they just weren't celebrating this year. Um, a lot of our, it seemed like a lot of our, our Christian neighbors that are outwardly Christian didn't put on lights this year and stuff. I was wondering if that was like mm-hmm. a thing now. But uh, yeah. anyway, they came back. They were actually doing something. And uh, one of their kids came out in the middle of the street. And I could see him, and uh, I couldn't tell if he was facing us or facing away, though, in the light. It's really dark, and mm-hmm. street lights weren't on him. And I was like, well, maybe he's just, like, looking at his house. And then he slowly walked towards his house, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's not coming over here. And then he got mm-hmm. into the light, and I could see that he had been looking at me the whole time. He walked oh. to the middle of the street to go get candy. I was in my ghost face costume on the porch, and I was just staring at him, basically, mm-hmm. to his mind. I was staring at him, and he just slowly backed away. And then ran into his house. And I was like, all right, I fucking got one, like, real good. (laughs) So it was was all, like, in good fun. But uh, I like the scariness, too, you know, the holidays. So it was uh, was fun to get all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I would love it if you had the ability to to pull this off, right? So you're in your ghost face costume next year. You've got, like, all these effects. You've got the wonderful lighting. Like, the way you decorated your front porch this year was inspiring to me oh, thank and you. that's i want to do something uh, uh probably not to that level right because i just it's gonna be too much you don't work have for me ten thousand dollars right <laughs> <laughs> i don't think numbers go up that high that's silly making up a number um but uh but i was like oh I, i'd like to do this because we're kind of on the outskirts of our neighborhood mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of the more decorated for Halloween houses are in the center part of our neighborhood. Right, and that's where the, that the focus of the trick or treating yeah. is. So if I let them know early enough in the month, they'll know, Hey, that's where that candy is, you know, for sure. But, um, I would love if next year you're in your ghost face costume, you've got a fog machine, mm-hmm. right? At a certain point you walk over to the fog machine. You kind of like stand there, let it like billow up over uh-huh. you and just engulf you. In your ghost face costume, you turn around, surprise, you switch masks. You now have these stoner ghost face masks from <laughs> Scary Movie. <laughs> See who gets it, you know? You know how, like, you watch um, the Scooby-Doo movies right. or whatever, like the live-action ones? And there are jokes in there for, like, adults, mm-hmm. but it's still, like, family-friendly. Just see, like, what adults, like, get that, right. you know? 
Oh, I love yeah, it. I think this fun. is great. And it would signal to my mm-hmm. neighbors to be like, hey, I'm a good time. Come over and party. That's me. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic, dude. Well, right on, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you uh, you want to tell us, like, your categories, or how do you want to do this today for for Absolutely. Absolutely. Goddamn Um So, I texted you earlier today, probably not early enough, but uh, I do have, kind of like last year, I've got my uh watches for spooky season mm-hmm. 2023 broken up into categories it's just easier for me to kind of right. like sort through my thoughts and everything and i've got them broken down to uh the following categories so i've got uh halloween night family frights oh, unintentionally rhymed uh, i've got horror <laughs> comics i've got classic horror action horror uh slashers um, and then modern horror okay. to uh, to end things Excellent. for me. I actually had like one additional category that was just like quasi spooky stuff, but I have so much stuff to discuss on this episode. I was like, nope, you're getting the book. You'll just fall <laughs> to a different episode. Don't even worry about right. it. Um, but I do want to start with look. We were just talking about Halloween night. Let me tell you about some like pop culture that I enjoyed on oh, Halloween please. night. So um, throughout that day. Uh, I noticed that there were new episodes of a couple of our favorite horror podcasts, which are The Terror Table mm. and Eerie International. Mm. They both dropped new episodes yeah. that day. Uh, the Terror Table episode was their annual uh, Halloween spectacular. And uh, let me see here. Uh, on that one, um, yeah, they just had a, a bunch of like stuff that they watched uh, related to horror, mm. and you can pick up a lot of good recommendations there. I just like the the chemistry between Boozy and Mitch, right. and uh, you know, even if you don't like horror, give their show a listen because it's just like fun to listen to them chat and uh, joke it's around guys. And, and everything. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a couple of good right. dudes, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, then on Erie International, their episode was on. Um, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's original oh, that's right. tale, that cool. the, the Fall of the House of Ursher. Yeah, Ursher, you know? Ursher. Yeah. The Edgar Allan Poe's getting turnt. That's right, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I uh, hadn't watched that show yet, the new one, and then they were doing some of the older ones, like older versions of that as well. The whole thing just sounded <laughs> fascinating, but there's the, yeah. a new show on Netflix for the Fall of the House of Usher, and it looks great, like like all of those. Yeah, Mike I think Flanagan it was their... Ones. Their previous episode mm-hmm. was on that uh, right, right. that Mike Flanagan show, and then uh, for this one, they talked about uh, Edgar Allan Poe's like actual novel, mm-hmm. and then the uh, 1960 adaptation House of Usher, starring Vincent Price, and uh, it was a uh, yeah, Roger Corman. Wow, what a what a guy. So you had mentioned, or I mean, like last episode, we had done the Halloween movies leading up to Halloween, H two O and Resurrection. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but H two O that era, I told you, uh, mm-hmm. and Amanda and I had told you a little bit about some of the movies we watched in that Scream and Scream Two. Obviously, you're in there, but like Urban Legend, The Faculty. Have you ever seen those two? Uh, y- yes, but it's been long, a long, long time. time ago. I, I don't remember much of anything because Ursher is in The Faculty. Oh, and yes. so he's he's not a stranger. I mean, it's like a, a sci-fi movie, too, but he's not a stranger to like a horror movie. So why don't we have a version with him in it at this point? Oh, you yeah, know? that's a good point. He's a good actor. He yeah. can pull it off. He was in She's All That. He's got the chops. Let's do this. He like rolls up on uh, Mike Flanagan's like, look, this is my confession. <laughs> I like this horror movie, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said bitch. Oh, That's Freddie's okay. catchphrase. Oh, he he does he like does horror. like horror. 
he does like i do it, like you know? our, our our podcast and bros though and uh i i mentioned yeah. listening to both of those and haven't yet because i'm not, not not much of a podcast listener like i said i haven't listened to brent's episode uh don't even worry about it okay good um mm-hmm. just scratch that off then that's good uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so erie international is uh, a show co-hosted by david hopkins from the united states uh, Andy Preller from Germany, and then Dave Roberts from the UK. Uh, all of those gentlemen, and then uh, both of the the hosts of the Terror Table, have all been on our podcasts mm-hmm. uh, in the past, and hopefully they'll come back in the future. But uh, shout out to those fellas, you know, Absolutely. go uh, subscribe to their their shows. In addition, mm-hmm. Stephen, yep, I didn't like we were busy passing out candy up through a certain point, and you know, I had to eat dinner and, and whatnot. And uh, look, it's it's kind of on a school night as well, so right. We were planning to stay up super, super late. So, you know, I want to be entertained while eating, but what is a person supposed to do with a truncated amount of time, but you want to watch something spooky? Well, I'll tell you what, Stephen. You sit down, fire up your YouTube app, and you watch The Haunt is Alive oh, with your spouse. Oh, look at that. She she hadn't uh, watched the whole thing at this oh, point. okay. So That's fun. We, went, we started from the beginning. And we watched all three parts all the way through. Ooh. And Stephen... Um, Sounds spooky. Yeah, it was a fucking excellent way ah. to co- kick off Halloween night. Um, so for people who don't know mm-hmm. about The Haunt is Alive, a young man begins getting his garage haunted house... Wait, I fucked it up. <laughs> I fucked it up. A young man begins getting his garage haunted house ready on October 1st and receives a mysterious animatronic creature. As we get further into the month, more and more odd things begin to happen, putting the young man in the direct path of danger. Oh, I like that. Can I add that to my uh, my YouTube channel? Yeah, I'll sell it to you. Okay, good. I'll give you... Uh, you still have your coupon, right? Well, that was a sexual coupon, and I'm saving that, and you know why. Well, okay, full price. It is. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is a three-part short film that Stephen uh, wrote and directed. It's on his YouTube channel, A Little Less Profound Films. And uh, look, I don't, I don't like to brag, but I do have the technology to include <laughs> those links in the show notes of oh this episode. God. So, uh, listeners, if you've not seen Stephen's movie, just click those links, like each video as you go through them, and right. enjoy yourself. You I know? appreciate that. Um, and I, I will also say, my dog Taz. Uh, you, you, you met him, uh, I think maybe for the first time, uh, and maybe that, when we did that, right? I don't know. Yeah. Like when you guys came up, uh, this past July. Yeah. Around your birthday mm-hmm. and, uh, you met Taz and you got to witness firsthand that my dog Taz will watch TV. Like he gets, he gets into it. Right, right, right. And it's not just like, oh, he sees moving images. He recognizes like other animals, even if they're like cartoon animal, like he freaks out over the secret life of pets and those look like cartoony as fuck. But he's like, oh, it's a dog. You know, he's you know, he he don't know. But yeah, he was engrossed in your movie. Stephen. <laughs> Dogs love it. You know, hey, that's that's an untapped market, I feel. And one that I feel is great for horror movies in general. You know, I mean, it fucking works. It really did. There's a, a you know, a couple of points throughout your movie where things, you know, uh, a couple of little like jump scares, uh-huh. and uh, one of those in particular, he's, <laughs> he was like, "What the? Uh, I don't like it." Oh, okay. 
Okay. I love. But my wife uh, mm-hmm. texted you guys uh, a video of him. Yeah, it was it. so funny. He was enthralled. <laughs> I loved it. I love you guys watched that. I didn't even watch that on Halloween. Funny enough, <laughs> um, I've, I've seen it a lot this this month and through editing and everything. Obviously, but yeah, uh, yeah I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it now too. Next week we are planning on an episode bringing Christian, the star, and uh, my nephew who, who did that with me, and uh, he was a producer on it as well. I eventually gave him that credit because he submitted so many great ideas to the filmmaking process, mm-hmm. and it was integral to uh, to making the film as it was. But uh, we're going to try to have him on to, to record an episode, kind of about the making of next week. So, was one of those suggestions? I think you should film this with the lens cap off. Yeah, did you do that? It's that kind of bright thinking. These young kids, you know, um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like Look, um, we we give them a hard time about being on TikTok all right. the time, but they know how to use cameras, man. Exactly. Like you got to give it to they them. They just get it. They get it. Um, mm-hmm. No, honestly, I don't even know if he knows what a lens cap is. Every camera he's probably ever used <laughs> didn't have one, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or it moved away automatically for you. Oh, uh, yeah, true, true. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a great nephew, great guy, and uh, it was a mm-hmm. lot of fun to do those and, and put them out in the world. And I've had a lot of good uh response to it i've slowly mm-hmm. told a few more people uh, in my like personal orbit like at work and everything about them i wasn't like embarrassed of it just kind of like i don't want to be that guy who's like hey watch my shit it's kind of like way i don't really i don't really talk about the podcast either uh in my my mm-hmm. personal life it's just kind of like if you find it or you we end up talking about it that's cool and if you want to listen to it, that's cool if you want to watch this movie that's cool if you're not into it that's also fine mm-hmm. and uh whatever but um yeah it was it was fun to do that we he and i already talked about doing a, a part two next year like a, a sequel oh, to the whole nice. thing so we'll see our part the haunt of, is uh, still alive the haunt is still alive <laughs> given my love of the uh i know and I, I still know what you did last summer franchise uh i love that that naming but uh yeah we'll see next year as we come up with it mm-hmm. uh, i also wanted to say that my brother danny who's a, a big influence in why i love horror movies and movies in general and i've mentioned that many times on the podcast uh we had been, we had been playing phone tag trying to get a hold of each other he had been texting me that he liked the movie he watched it a couple times and uh each version uh, each part a couple times and, and really liked it and he was like hey i want to talk to you about it before halloween and uh, i i finally got a hold of him the day before and he wanted to talk to me about it before specifically so he could answer the phone one more day to halloween <laughs> so that was really fucking fun he uh, <laughs> yeah. had I apparently even uh wrote my mom who my mom is not a horror fan at all but she did watch those movies for me and and uh gave yeah. me a polite they were good sort of uh sort of okay. thing which is a great compliment i think from her and uh, he he had been picking it up with her as well. I guess they had been whispering that back and forth to each other for like a week. So uh, even she got oh, into that, so that Halloween spirit. Yeah. So that was that's super fun, man. I'm I'm glad that you watched it. I'm glad that Taz liked it. Yeah, of course. Like who, I don't know anyone who doesn't. You know. <laughs> and Stephen, doesn't it feel good to receive compliments? My God, it does. And they're well deserved for you. I appreciate it. That's great. I uh, I recommend. Like I don't know if people like I had mentioned the nine eight eight thing. Here's another thing you can do. Give someone a compliment, you know? It helps. That helps as well. Yeah. That's right. And uh, we discussed that in our friend text group recently that uh, that men don't get a lot of compliments ever. So yeah, uh, especially, especially as a man, it's important. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Ladies, honestly, that's fucked up. Honestly, like that lady that, that barged into your house uh, unannounced <laughs> at 730 in the morning. Um, if she had... Listen to those outtakes. Yeah. If she had shown up and been like, you look ravishing today if you look beautiful sir i would be like mm-hmm. like if, even if like a random woman was to be like you look nice today i'd be like what is this a trick are you tr- are you selling me something like what <laughs> yeah, it would be so <laughs> off to me because no one yeah. ever says that that it, it would really like throw me back for sure so oh, steven you look ravishing every day <sighs> so does your butthole um <laughs> thank you <laughs> 
Thank you for noticing. I did bedazzle it. You know, Sundays are for me. That's right. It's not just for the face. Uh, No, of course not. But yeah, I appreciate that, man. Like you said, next week we're talking about that movie. So listeners, again, I encourage you to go watch Stephen short film uh, so we uh, can discuss it with some spoilers. Yeah, yeah uh, next week. It's, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, because it's uh, it's my first film, and it was uh, it was really low budget, and really short and fast. We did it really fast. Uh, I realized mm-hmm. recently my my initial note um, was from like late May, and we filmed it in July and put it out in October, and it was just all really fast. So I see a lot of flaws in it, and uh, more things I can improve next time. But no one has brought those up to me, and um, <laughs> which is kind of nice, but kind of weird. I've had a few uh, small, small like constructive criticisms that have been helpful. And uh, from friends and family, but um, for the most part, everybody's been really taking it better than I expected. Yeah, but I know I have much more to give. So uh, for next week, it'll be more about like how fun it was with Christian. I want to get his his view on you know what it was and like how he Mm -hmm. shared it with friends or whatever. What his response has been. But uh, yeah, it was just uh, a fun little project. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to being on the episode with you guys. Yeah. I have some questions, but then listeners, if you also have some questions for Steven and star Christian Cook, mm-hmm. you know, uh, throw Send them on the way. Instagram post for this episode. I'll probably put up a separate one uh, asking for questions and we will read them on the air and uh, Excellent. discuss them there. So uh, looking forward to that. I also watched uh, later that evening, mm. I went ahead and watched The Druid's Hand again. Oh, cool. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just like a, a fun like uh podcast bro right like horror short film a thon you know yep. of two but you know we're we're getting there we're i'm getting looking there forward to uh, coming out next year <laughs> adding boozies on right, there of right. course aberrant and uh and yeah so it's other friends working on some stuff so yeah we'll see it we'll mm-hmm. see what comes out absolutely absolutely so um on for halloween for me i will say that generally a man and i try to watch the original halloween from 78 and we watch trick-or-treat mm-hmm. Uh, we had just recently watched all of those Halloween movies for our last episode, uh, leading oh, yeah. up through Halloween H2O and stuff. So we had been after that episode, as we talked about, we had watched, uh, the 2018 version and then Halloween kills. We were, we were making our way through that. But once it got to Halloween, we were like, well, we, we also just finished trick or treat like the week before, like whatever, we'll see what happens. Amanda was on her way home from work. Uh, I had my ghost face costume on. So when the kids came up, I threw on scream in the background, uh, mm-hmm. So if you went into our house, uh, you could hear that, but it wasn't playing outside. I moved one of my Bluetooth speakers outside, though, and I was playing that Lovecraft stuff that we uh, that you had recommended. Yeah. I love that music that they put out. So I was playing uh, the instrumentals all night out for the kids, which seemed to also help people, like bring people. You put on Lovecraft, it brings the kids to the yard, you know? <laughs> so Brent, next year with the lights. Like a song goes. Right. Yeah. You put that Lovecraft on. They'll come for the candy. Um, but yeah, so it was uh, it was fun. I ended up putting on Scream 2 after that. And uh, just kind of really, since I was I was already being ghost-faced, I leaned into that, which we never do. We love, Scream's probably one of our favorite favorite movies of all time, especially horror movies. We never watch that on Halloween. But this year was like, cool. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll see what I, I... I like my ghost-faced costume, but I definitely want to change it up next year. So we'll see what we'll lean into that. But uh, this year, it was all Scream all day, baby. That's fucking rad. You scream? I scream. We all scream for Skeet Allrich. You know what I'm saying? There's a hunk oh my God. right there. Holy shit. Okay. That, it, it's like a fine wine. It gets better with age, you know? Indeed. Matthew Lillard, oh too. God. Both of them. Yeah. Make myself a Skeet and Matthew sandwich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right. So uh, do you have anything else for Halloween? No, that's uh, all, man. Evening or anything? No, no. Cool. Let's move forward to uh, to Family Frights. Family Frights category. Have you watched anything that's like family friendly uh, throughout this month? Or you know, I guess this throughout is, uh, the spooky season? Yeah, not a lot for this month. We we planned on watching Casper. We haven't seen that one in a long, long time since we mm. had grown up. So we didn't get a chance to watch it before this. Um, we generally throw on like the, the most family friendly stuff I watched as I, I've been mentioning making my way through the uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes. I think yeah. I made it up to like 24. I'm not even sure how many mm. there are now, but I made it pretty far, uh, but I didn't get to go through all of them. So uh, the, the Treehouse of Horror episodes are available on Disney Plus here in the States and uh, anywhere the Simpsons are located, I guess, anywhere else in the world. But they uh, they're super fun. Um, even the new ones. I fucking fell in love with most of the old ones. I really know well, and I can just put them on the background and just, I can literally just look at any point and just start cracking up. Uh, the -hmm. new ones, I actually found myself being like, Oh, I, I kind of want to put this on when I can pay attention because it's really fucking funny. So, uh, there were some, some really fucking great ones, uh, later seasons that I was surprised by. I don't really have any inclination to watch the Simpsons as a whole anymore, but, um, those those three hours of our episodes really hold a special place. Uh, yeah, those kind of the, the most family friendly ones I watched. Okay, uh, I watched also on Disney Plus. I watched a new special that came out this year. It's called Mickey and Friends Trick or Treats, oh. and uh, it's I used to love the Halloween specials that would come out back in the day, and they were on like prime time mm. on like a Saturday or whatever during Halloween, and uh, it was just cool to be able to watch cartoons late in the evening. And I just like uh, generally like Disney stuff. Right. So uh, it was cool to see they had something like this. I know they had a special last year as well. Uh, that one was more like hand animated. This one is like stop motion. Oh, okay. Um, and it, That's interesting. I, I, want, I, I almost wanted to say it's claymation, but it's not that. You could see they've got this outline around their faces where they just like replace the face mm. to like fit the uh, the words or whatever. It's uh, akin to uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and how that was that animated. That's so fascinating that they did that for this, though, you know? Yeah. And it was, uh, there's like fabrics involved. Like mm. uh, all the characters have this like uh, texture to them that is not just like. Uh, uh, plasticine mm. or or uh, just like clay or smooth or anything like that. It, it actually looks like fabric mm. or fur if they've got like a, a furry costume or whatever. But um, overall, the, the special is about Mickey and friends. They go trick-or-treating around their neighborhood. They end up at a witch's house. The witch uh, curses them mm. with becoming whatever they are dressed up as. Ooh, that's fun. And then in order to change back to their normal forms, they have to, like, beat the clock to uh, get the cure and everything. So um, I I had a blast watching it. I, I like watching some of that more, like, uh, family-friendly stuff and then, like, immediately diving into something that's, like, way hardcore, you <laughs> Terrifier. know? Terrifier. But yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, it all works, you know? It all, it all uh, feels part of a whole for mm-hmm. me. So I... Uh, I really like that. I also watched this year, or rewatched Goosebumps from 2015, which I believe you watched earlier this year, if I remember correctly. The, the Jack Black, the movie? first movie. Yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised it, by it. Yeah, I actually really liked it, but I had I had put it off for all these years. So, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's something that comes on TV every once in a while, and uh, you know, sometimes my wife and I will throw it on in the middle of like a June 
uh, weekend mm-hmm. or whatever and uh, and just watch it That's because fun. it's just like kind of fun to watch. I don't really have any direct ties to Goosebumps. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly not as a book series. Right, Absolutely right, right. not. Uh, I remember seeing like some episodes of the TV show mm-hmm. back in the day, but I was kind of like aging out of it still way too deep into like power rangers for like my age but um i, I just like couldn't couldn't uh, get down on a uh, goosebumps uh the tv show but i like this movie quite a bit um i think it's just an interesting premise you know jack black plays rl stein and uh neighbor kid moves in next door to him and uh accidentally lets loose all of his like creations that come out of the book and i like that a lot of the monsters or the uh, the villains from those books, mm-hmm. um, they like team up. They become this like wild uh, horde of mm-hmm. creatures. You know, we've got like right. the little like gnomes and stuff. I don't I, like I said, I've never read any of the books. They're all from the and, books, yeah. Uh, but I've uh, recognized them from the book covers enough to where I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of get what that right. is. I kind of recognize that Yeti, uh, Slappy, you know, mm-hmm. the classic the dummy, right. Jack Black voices that puppet as well, and uh, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just—it's like a, a fun, like, uh, family-friendly, mm-hmm. like romp. Um, but there is like a a little bit of a, a twist to um, a, one of the characters in particular. Um, and look, I know this movie came out in 2015, but just in case no one's seen it, you know, watch the movie. It's certainly watchable to me. Yeah, and it has yeah a little deeper uh, emotions in it than I expected. And Jack Black is always great. I don't know why I put it off for so long. Uh, partly, mm-hmm. too, I think when I watched it, I mentioned that the, the kid who moves next door is Dylan Minnette. So this would be a great double feature with Scream 5 yeah. since he's in both. But um, it surprised me because it looked too kid-friendly to me. Uh, Goosebumps is kid-friendly, but it's it, it was it's horror. And when I grew up with it, it was scary. And then this movie from the trailers and from what I heard about it, it just didn't seem like it's even like trying to do that. But then when I finally watched it, I was like, oh, no, it's trying. And it's cool. Yeah. It had some cool moments. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen the sequel. Um, I did start the series with uh, uh, Justin Long that came out recently on Hulu or something. So I've yeah. only seen the first uh, episode. It's it's it, it, it reminds me of what I was looking for from the books. It's a little little scarier, but still family friendly. And uh, okay. it fits in. I love the idea, like you said, of the, the author's creations like coming to life or whatever. He's like written these books to keep them in there and like so they can't haunt mm-hmm. everybody but uh the new one's different than that I, I it's been so long since i even saw that first episode like early october but um they also show like a lot of the classic characters from the books but in a different way and uh, i'm digging it so far so i need to keep watching that but uh i'm i'm excited to try that movie the first goosebumps movie again and then uh the part two eventually so have you seen that one steven i i've seen goosebumps 2 haunted halloween oh, from yeah? 2018 and <laughs> when did you watch it recently like uh <laughs> shortly after watching the uh, the first movie i was like oh okay so like let's just like roll right into the next one so in that movie two young boys accidentally release monsters from the goosebumps franchise in their uh their hometown and um yeah it's uh it's because there was like an unpublished manuscript from mm-hmm. rl stein gets opened and yada 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 all this chaos happens um is, is he in it again jack black Okay, this brings me to my point, mm-hmm, Stephen. Mm-hmm. So this movie was originally advertised with, uh, without Jack Black being in the movie. You know, even though he was like R.L. Stein, the creator of Goosebumps, he was alleged to not be in the movie. Mm. And then that was kind of like how it it was marketed. And then like a couple of weeks before the movie came out. 
there was a TV spot that showed that Jack Black was in fact in okay. the movie as R.L. Stein. But as I'm, I you know that was years ago. This was 2018. I've since forgotten almost everything that's ever existed. Oh in yeah, my brain. sure, sure. And uh, so I'm watching the movie. I was like, oh yeah, Jack Black isn't in this one because you don't you don't see him mm-hmm. for a long time. And I hear Slappy the dummy start talking, and I'm like. But this sounds like Jack Black. Uh-huh. I was like, wait a minute. There was a time like when my wife and I, we uh, we loved the Kung Fu Panda movies. Mm-hmm. And there was eventually a show on, I think it was like Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network or something. That was a, uh, a Kung Fu Panda TV series. And it sounded like Jack Black was voicing the character. But I looked it up and it's this other guy uh-huh. who uh, has a, uh, a fucking dead on uh, Jack Black. Uh, like vocal intonation. His name is Back Jalak. Yeah, is that right? Uh-huh. I've heard of him. He plays Slapjack uh, <laughs> at the casinos, and was, you know he got hired. But um, so he I, he voices Slappy the dummy in this movie, hmm. and I googled googled it uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were watching the movie. I was like, oh, so maybe Jack Black is not in this movie. Like, did I get it wrong? It's just like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, it's they they have the like sound alike voice of Jack Black, but then like Jack Black is in the movie later okay. on, but then he's uncredited in the movie, hmm. even though he's like not a main character in the movie, he's still in it like for more than I expected, hmm. and you so like see him on screen. No, it's fucking weird, but I guess it was because he was. Uh, when this movie was filming, he was also filming the house with the clock in its walls around the same time. And they were being released around the same time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's like some weird contractual thing. I forgot that came out. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he got paid, but like, I don't know. It's kind of a a weird thing, but yeah, Yeah, Jack Black is in this movie. Just barely. Um, It's, um, you know, the first one's good. So Mm -hmm. maybe focus on that. Right, right, right. The second one, I mean, it is a movie, right? Like it's That's not what I was terrible. Of. It's not terrible, but you know, a lot of the like the the younger characters that I like from the first movie are not in this mm-hmm. one. We've got a new cast of young kids, and they're like fine. But the first movie I felt looks like a movie, whereas this looks like a mm-hmm. slightly larger budget made for TV movie at right. certain points, and uh, a little bit more difficult to uh, to like. To like in, invest your yourself mm. in, I will say that the movie ends on a like pretty solid cliffhanger where I'm like, oh, I, I would like to see where this goes mm-hmm. for a third movie, but I guess they've since scrapped that because right. they're putting out they the, uh, scr- the new yeah, the scrap the slappy, <laughs> the the scrapped it. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe they got concerned about releasing a movie. With a character named Slappy oh, in it, post Will after like mm. yeah because of Will Smith and they're like oh he's he's definitely going to want this role and he's going to get pissed if he doesn't get it and you know what happens Uh-oh. what if it was oh, what if it was they were afraid of Jack Black and he's like <laughs> you keep my voice out of your mouth and he's <laughs> mad at the voice alike oh wow. yeah wow it's a whole conspiracy you heard it here first yep. yeah yeah. <laughs> That's, I, that's a lot of fucking drama. That's how I felt about both of those movies, that they looked like they were kind of too cheesy, kind of made for TV. But then the first one was a surprise. I heard that a yeah. little bit about the second one, even from, I think, from my nephew Christian, who is the one that got me to watch the first one finally. Um, 
because he and my dad both like it a lot. But uh, yeah, maybe for me, it'll be better to stick with that first one. And then the new TV show, you know, which I'm curious for you to watch eventually and see what you think. So, yeah, I I saw it was out and I was uh, I don't know. I I had other things on my uh, my plate for this month. I keep saying this month, it's November, uh, in uh, October. Right. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to sit down and watch like six or eight hours of this when I can focus on right. like a multitude of things. So I did focus on a multitude. And Perfect. Continuing the family frights, uh, I also watched 2023's Haunted Mansion, not The Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. from 2003. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous as the word the in there. Right. It has an article of speech at the beginning of that title. This one does not. You can't confuse the two. They both <laughs> not gonna came happen. out in years that begin with a two zero and end in a three. Okay, wow. Okay, you got me there. Oh wow, Other than interesting. That, they're different, and which is very true. These are two totally different stories. The Eddie Murphy one has nothing to do with this one, mm-hmm. unless there's some like Easter egg thing that I, I didn't catch. But um, in Haunted Mansion, a widowed mother and her young son enlist the aid of the motley crew of so-called spiritual experts to help exercise the ghosts around them. And uh, stars Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Danny DeVito, Lakeith Stanfield. Mm. Holy shit. Tons I of fucking love Lakeith Stanfield. As well as Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. But kind of. Yeah. Do you know about this? No. Okay. But I assume a cameo. Much like Jack Black uh, and Ghost, Goosebumps 2. Uh, no. Like, a, again, Jack Black is uh, it's more than a cameo. He's probably in like... 30 minutes of the movie or something oh, like wow. that. Yeah. And the same thing with Jamie Lee Curtis. She's like, she's in the movie. I was surprised mm-hmm. to see her. I don't know if she's marketed as such, but she's also in the movie, maybe mm-hmm. like half an hour or so. But, uh, you know, it's a little, a little bit strange. Okay. But look, you just, uh, you just bite down on your leather strap and you get past it. Yeah. Know? Right on. Um, so uh, I, I enjoy the movie well enough. Um, I don't really have any major ties to the 2003 movie. Uh, do you like that one? The Eddie Murphy one? Never heard of it. Never heard of no. it? <laughs> never watched it. Never cared to. It also looked okay. like not that great to me. And I have no connection to that ride or the, you know, whatever. So sure. uh, the new one would only really intrigue me just because of the cast. But it also is so stacked. That it makes me think of one of those movies that's stacked to get people to watch it. And then it's not very good. So that's kind of what I was taking from it. So I haven't tried Mm -hmm. either of them. I see. Um, I I like the cast in this movie a lot. And uh, I thought the cinematography looked pretty good. Um, Justin, I believe his name is Justin Simeon. He did, uh, man, he did a movie in uh, 2020. I think it's called like Bad Hair or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's like a horror movie. That sounds kind of Uh, familiar. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen it, but like watching this movie piqued my interest enough because there are portions of the movie where a lot of the ghosts look very like Disney fight or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. I'm sure that bothers some people. I don't I, I don't care about that because like I kind of like that mm-hmm. aesthetic for this. And uh, yeah, but so I'm curious to see like what his non corporate right. uh, stuff would be like. What, what is their own story and, and uh, what what would that be like? Mm-hmm. You know, Um yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, Mitch or Boozy cared for this one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, on when they did an episode on it, but you know, I'm. Uh, I, I didn't mind it at all. I mean, that kind of helps too, right? You have your expectations a little lowered, and then whenever you watch it, you're like, oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> well, so. like I don't know. I, I I just don't have a lot of enthusiasm for movies based on rights, and I know that's like a a theme park thing, especially with Disney. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. Like they 
there was enough story here that uh i kind of dug it and uh like the direction they they went with it and uh yeah so i'd uh you know i'd I'd probably recommend it (laughs) you seem so committed to it (laughs) look i I want to but like you don't have to you could say if you like the ride or you think these people are cool you might give it a shot I don't know. I feel like that's too divisive. You know, we're going through some like difficulties in the world. Right, now. Right. You know, it's like tr- troubling times and all that. So right. you don't want to put too much in the world. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, go ahead and watch it, but don't get mad mm, at me right. if you don't like it. But you'll probably, you know, you might like you might. it. I mean, there's, look. It, don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> just, just give up. <laughs> You're like, don't come to me about it, basically. Yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, all of my uh, family-friendly stuff. Good deal. What else we got? All right, so I've got some horror comics I want to okay. run through uh, as, as quickly as I can. So um, I, Archie Comics has been putting out these different, like, horror one-shots, uh, which is like a single-issue comic book. Uh, they put out maybe, like, a few times a year or whatever. And I've been... Putting them on my uh, pull list at my local comic shop so I can uh, make sure I get those because uh, I do like that Archie has kind of uh, evolved itself over the past decade. They've started putting out this Afterlife with Archie comic series that had uh, way more of a horror bent to it than the like classic Archie where he looks like he's got like a fucking hashtag on the side of his face and right. his like biggest troubles are like oh who am I going to share this milkshake with or whatever and uh, eventually you know darker tones got put into the Riverdale mm-hmm. TV show and um, that that uh, gave Archie Comics some leeway to be able to do like more mature like uh, horror related mm-hmm. content so I've been buying these comics and uh, I've read like four or five of them recently and they're all right, but they're mainly anthologies, and I kind of want just, like, if you're going to give me, like, a 20-page story, just give me, like, one 20-page story instead of, like, eight pages here, you know, four pages right. there. It's just, I kind of like seeing the, the different artists uh, and writers on a story, but then I feel like they get too compressed and uh, not, a lot, not enough story there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing. So, uh, you know, that's your thing. Uh, enjoy. I don't know. <laughs> This non-committal you, thing is not working saying, out for you me. You don't have to talk about stuff you don't like. Steven. You can only talk about the stuff you do like. That's also acceptable. Well, okay. <laughs> How about we do this then? So I want to talk to you about Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man. Oh, now, comic? Yes. Okay. So this is a, uh, a comic that was published in Bizarre Adventures number 29 from 1981. Ooh. This is published by uh, Marvel Magazine Group. So the uh, and I've got like a physical copy here. Oh, I, just, I came cool across looking, this yeah. at uh, my comic shop like a year or two ago, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. I'll check this out. It's like a way for me to experience the original Lawnmower Man story right. without having to read uh, what uh, one of the books. Right, right, right. You know, have mm-hmm. you've seen oh, like yeah. the movie Lawnmower Man? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is totally unrelated. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was reading. I was reading about the original Stephen King short story. Uh, which came out in 1975, and uh, this comic is adapted directly from that. Mm-hmm. Has n- literally nothing to do with the, I guess at the time this was published, the upcoming like a decade later uh, Lawnmower Correct. Man movie, which was just like had its title crafted onto some like pre-existing yeah, yeah. idea or whatever. Uh, in this. 
there's this um, this man named Harold, and he's having some issues uh, keeping his lawn mowed, and uh, he hires this company to come mow his lawn. He sees this imposing figure arrive on his doorstep, and the guy starts trimming his yard in a very unique and disturbing way. Mm-hmm. So it's very much about a lawnmower man. Whereas the the movie is about like <laughs> yeah the movie doesn't a make cyber any guy sense. yeah 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 and um, I was like is this one of Stephen King's like coke fueled stories right. because this shit is fucking bonkers and uh, I'm mm-hmm. for Stephen I'm, I'm holding up this this image of uh, it's this oh is he he's eating it he's eating the grass he's eating it. so so the this guy this uh, giant fucking mm-hmm. hefty guy is uh he he has a possessed lawnmower that mows the lawn and then if it sees anything that it can destroy in its path it will veer toward that Mm. but then go back to cutting the lawn and then the guy follows behind the mower and eats all of the grass and that's why he's so large because he's constantly feeding there's nothing out of the ordinary so far with the people i see mow lawns sure Oh, that, yeah, that's right. That's how they do it in Texas. Uh, yeah, in um, Texas, we eat the lawn clippings, of course. You don't want to go to oh, waste. Okay. Well, you know, forget I even brought this it's up. Not even, uh, uh, yeah, it's not even a normal story. Hmm. Not even not even important at this <laughs> juncture. So uh, this is adapted by Stephen King. So he, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, I, I guess they just like took his text and, and uh, put it into the short story. Uh, it's drawn by legendary comic creator Walter Simonson. And uh, yeah, I uh, I thought this was so interesting to read because it's just I, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but I knew it's not this mm-hmm, because right. you know that was wild. Is what what that original story it's was? Not even, yeah, the movie is not even like fun. I don't know. It's it's on that cusp of like fun bad. You know where it's mm-hmm. it could be fun if you're in a group or whatever, but it's almost just like the CGI is like too terrible. Like yeah. if the story was the exact same, I thought you were going to say like, oh, this is it's so much better to get into the story because it's drawn better or whatever. Like the effects are just so, you know, unbelievable, I guess, at this yeah. point. Um, it's hard to sell that. But it's hilarious to me that that movie was called Lawnmower Man. And this one actually has a lawnmower man in it. Like That's, it makes way more sense. Yeah, it is the basis of yeah. the story. Yeah. Um, next, I want to talk about a Dark Horse comic series, uh, miniseries called Where Monsters Lie. So there's a small gated community of Wilmhurst, and it hides a secret, Stephen. All of its residents in this community are serial killers and Ooh, slashers. That's cool. So when one of the residents' victims gets away and they notify the authorities of the community, it's a full-scale war between the police and and this community and uh so some of the citizens that are in there uh are based on like pamela Voorhees, chucky jigsaw michael myers hannibal lecter um they're not those characters but they're you can kind of see the dna of like what the uh the creators are going Mm -hmm. for right um and then there's like this one guy who's a mixture of leather leather face and the baghead version of jason Voorhees, Mm -hmm. and of course look there's this guy in this book called the fuck master. Now the fuck Ooh. master, he, he's a shirtless, <laughs> scrawny white guy with long hair. He wears a teddy bear around his okay. head. So and he's a furry. Okay. I'm the kind of sorta, but he likes to kill people mm-hmm. just based on like what they say about him. But also 
recently got like super into gardening. Oh so yeah, that makes sense. That's his outlet now. Right. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, it's kind of a, a fun story. So this is um, four issues written by Kyle Starks, illustrated by Peter Kowalski and Vladimir Popov, with letters by Joshua Reed. Uh, Kyle Starks is in this book called, uh, or he he created this comic called uh, Sex Castle, hmm. which I've told you about in the past, I think. And uh, he also wrote this uh, uh, Mars Attacks series that oh, okay. I talked about a couple of years ago. But uh, he's just like a very like funny and good writer. Mm-hmm. And um, I will read anything that he writes because it's just like filled with humor, but also heart. And it's like telling an actual story instead of just being only jokes. And uh, I, I just really dug this story. There's plenty of violence along with loads of comedy. So it's a great concept. Yeah. Absolutely. Two thumbs up. I hope they make another series after this. Nice. They do it like have some room to uh, to move forward from there. And then the last comic I want to talk about is called Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees, published by IDW. This is written and illustrated by film producer Patrick Horvath. Hmm. Okay. And lettering by Hassan Otsmain El Howl. Oh, that's I pretty I good, that right. though, I think. Thank you. Thank you. So, Stephen... Uh, I'm going to hold up the, mm-hmm. the cover uh, to the book here. So it's very Ooh, like, like that. Uh, pastoral. It almost looks like a storybook type right. of uh, illustration, you know. And uh, I just kind of came across this at the the comic shop. I had uh, read like something online about a series that was going to be this. I didn't realize that's what this was mm-hmm. when I read it. But in a small town filled with cutesy anthropomorphic animals, the adorable brown bear Samantha Strong runs a hardware store and is known by all as a pillar of the community, which is great. You know, Mm -hmm. small town, he's got that, like, homey feel, feels very cozy. Now, throughout the years, she takes trips to the big city, but always returns home shortly after. Not a big deal. Sometimes you got to run into town. Like, don't even worry about it. What the citizens of the small town don't realize is that she travels to the densely populated city, to murder people and bury their bodies. Hell yeah. And the murder scenes are <laughs> pretty violent. That's awesome. Pretty violent. So <laughs> that the, good. the illustrations are, um, I read a couple of places online that this book is like uh, the Richard Scary kids books mm-hmm. uh, about the little like uh, animal people that live in a small town or whatever mm-hmm. meets Dexter. I was oh, like, yeah. Yeah. That's basically what it is. There's a point where uh, she kidnaps a duck. Now, this, as of this recording, only the first issue is oh, okay. out. But she kidnaps this duck, and Ugh. in the book, she starts slitting his throat <laughs> and eventually <laughs> lets the blood drain from his body. And uh, I'm going to show you this next That's page. This is not so going far. to be in the, uh, the like, uh, images for the show, but... Uh, at a certain point, she just, like, oh, shit. lays his body out uh, on a cloth, cuts it up into, like, a grid, and then That's she efficient. puts, yeah, she puts each of the body pieces into <laughs> these paint cans, <laughs> buries all the paint cans beneath the trees where nobody sees. I love that title and now. Yeah, that's she's, great. She's done this over and over again throughout the years, and at, a, like, a certain point after she buries the... Uh, the cans she's leaving but she is an anthropomorphic bear Mm. but she sees like an actual bear and i'm like huh 
What does this that mean? That makes sense. It's like uh, evolution split in their world at some point, you know, but they still have both. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we just solve the whole thing. Then. Okay, cool. I read it in a book somewhere. Uh, I'm uh, just saying. Yeah. Okay. It's right. hey, fine. It's fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I I will uh, definitely come back once this series wraps up and uh, let you know how it goes yeah, because right I fucking dug the shit out of this story uh, when I first read it. So I love that concept. Definitely, yeah, uh, check that out. I'm, I, uh, people can buy that on Comixology. You might check with your local comic shop if you want a physical copy. And uh, I'm sure a collected edition will come out at some point. But uh, man, I was really like blown away and very impressed with this this uh, Patrick uh, Horvath guy because. Uh, He's got fucking chops like like the illustrations he does, the way he um, just fills a panel with mm-hmm. detail and can tell a story. There's a certain point where uh, after she slits that duck's neck, it like turns into this whole sequence where like she imagines herself flowing uh, in a ship in a river of blood and it's mm. just trailing from the duck's neck. It's just cozy wildly imaginative and uh i i fucking dug the shit i love that man that's awesome that sounds like a great book it was great truly absolutely all right let's talk about some classic horror steven have you watched any classic horror how classic you going how classic you want to go baby Um, hey man hey you start revving up this engine dude you start revving up dragula oh okay it's gonna get classic real quick and so classic uh, I watched a movie from nearly 30 years ago, Scream. <laughs> Makes me feel old, but uh, yeah, I don't think I watched a lot of like classic stuff this year. Okay. Fright Night, probably the uh, oldest thing I watched. This is as old as I am, 1985. Oh, okay. So, I want to watch that. Fright Night, so good. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. I think I've seen the, yeah, I've seen the remake. Right. Uh, what, is that considered good as well? There's a, a sizable fan base for that one. People really like it, but it's okay. just so different than the original. So, uh, oh, and it, it okay. has Anton Yelchin, so that helps me because um, I love him so much. But uh, the original yeah. is just fucking great, man. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I recommend that. When I'm talking about classic horror, I like to go back and, and look through some uh, black and whiteies, you know? And uh, I went back and I've been wanting to watch a particular um universal monster movie mm. for quite some time like for years and i know that in order to get to that one i got to go through the original one so okay. i really wanted to watch bride of frankenstein oh, because yeah. i think she, her character design looks so fucking uh-huh. rad and uh like whenever there's a, a mention of the universal monsters she's included right. and i'm like She's got to be rad as fuck because she, like, like for the sake of diversity, for those monsters, they need a female project, right. you know? And so they they throw her in Plus, there. I'm like, she wins best fucking, hair by far. She does win best hair, you know. You know. Mummy almost had it, but does it? She, she won it. Yeah. So I wanted to know what her whole deal was, but I thought, let me go ahead and watch the original sure. Frankenstein from 1931. And just kind of get the lay of the land so it makes sense when I get to the, the next one. I don't know how closely they follow continuity with these uh, these older movies, but just in case, you know, mm-hmm. l- let me go ahead and start from the beginning. So watch Frankenstein from 1931, and um, it's adapted from the 1927 play by huh. Peggy Welbing, or Webling, and uh, that in and of itself is based on Mary Shelley's uh, ni- or 1818 novel Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus and... 
I know there's some like differences. Uh, UI and Dave Roberts talked about the manga version of Frankenstein yeah. a few years back, and this was supposed cool. to be adapted more from Mary Shelley's book than like the Universal Pictures were. Um, so I was curious to see like what those differences are. Um, yeah, since this is adapted from a stage play, you. After I watched the movies and then read that fact, I was like, oh, okay, that, mm-hmm. that kind of tracks because of just the way it's it's shot and everything. Um, so this stars Boris Karloff as Frankenstein's monster. And, you know, this first movie is basically what I thought it was going to be just because, look, if, if you listen to enough, like, pop culture-related stuff, you're kind of familiar with, you know, there's a an actual mad doctor named Frankenstein creates a quote-unquote monster out of uh, various dead uh, body parts from different people mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, throws some lightning at that some bitch and uh, activates his ass. Bam, you know? done. Got it. At a certain point, you know, gets excited, spikes the child <laughs> to a pond. <laughs> he doesn't know his own strength. He doesn't know. Poor dumb shit. Um, <laughs> Those aren't his body but, uh, parts. So, so imagine you walking around in body parts that weren't yours. I would be so it, gangly. The you know? the coordination right. that it would take, you know? Right. Having to have your, your strange-ass elbow work mm-hmm. with your wrist, and they're like two different people. Right. It's just... That's tough. It's 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 a miracle that anything works out for this guy. Um, so in the movie, the doctor's name is Henry Frankenstein, and then in the novel, it's Victor Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's... We're just willy-nilly changing names. Right. Uh, okay, sure. And... I also thought that Franken, the doctor's, uh, the Doctor Frankenstein uh, assistant's name was Igor, just again from pop culture. But in the first movie, um, his name is Fritz, and then hmm. in the second movie, even though the character is played by the same actor, his name is now Carl hmm. with a K. Okay, so probably probably a racist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that stuff was different, but they otherwise, like great the, names the main... too. That's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't get okay. it. Okay, I don't fucking. But uh, yeah, movie's basically what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I also read that the scene where the uh, the monster again just like picks that little girl mm-hmm. up, spikes her in the fucking pond like a, a, a football player uh, doing uh, you know, points. Yeah, there. points or something. I guess so, I don't know. Touchfield! <laughs> Frankenstein monsters yelled, <laughs> spiking that little girl in the drink. Uh, I read that that scene was initially cut out because of like censorship mm. laws or whatever. At that time, uh, it's pretty 19, bold, yeah. Yeah, back in 1934. And it wasn't until the early 80s where that scene was rediscovered oh. and then re-added to uh, the movies. And um, yeah, so it was certainly in the cut that I watched. And uh, Stephen, I gotta say, when I saw this in this movie... Like, I've, I've seen that scene before, mm-hmm. just from, like, uh, horror documentaries. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah. When I got to the scene in the movie, I rewatched it. I watched it two more times because Ooh. it's so fucking funny to me. Like, <laughs> unintentionally funny, but it is funny because the little girl wants to play with Frankenstein. Right. She's, like, one of the only people that shows him kindness in this movie. And they're throwing lilies in the pond. He runs out. So he's like... Ah, and he picks her up and just like spikes her in the fucking drink. It's so it's so funny. And then she like dies because she couldn't swim. How is the Frankenstein monster supposed to fucking know she couldn't swim? Right, you right. Know? It's not his fault. This is on the parents, honestly. Yeah. And uh yeah, so 
all that to say, I like this movie uh, well enough. Uh, Monster seemingly dies in the end, but then we know there's a Bride of Frankenstein that came out in 1935. And Stephen, again, I was excited to see what 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 the bride's whole deal right. was, you know. Um, so this movie starts on kind of like a, a meta thread where it's like people talking to Mary Shelley hmm. about her book. And she's essentially like, but wait, there's more. Hmm. And then it like That's goes funny. into the movie. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But um, the the plot takes place immediately after the first film. Dr. Frankenstein is blackmailed by his mentor, Dr. Pretorius, to resume his experiments to create a mate for the monster. So beyond that, the uh, the monster continues to roam the countryside, eventually befriends a blind man who accepts him for who he is, teaches him how to speak, feeds him, and also, naturally, teaches him how to smoke. Now, that was a weird <laughs> scene. That was a really strange scene. It's like, oh, no, fire, good, good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's where I would, like, to, to like, pass a, a cigarette or, I don't, it could have been a blunt. I don't Hell know. Yeah. Back and forth. Like, I, like I don't know where those lips have been. Oh boy, not <laughs> not for me, not for me. Uh, and look, I I was having fun watching this movie because I knew it was like, oh, here it comes. You mm-hmm. know, I've started the movie. This character I really want to see is in. Gonna get her appearance just around the corner. I thought this the entire time, Stephen. Long story short, she doesn't show up until the last four minutes of the fucking what the movie. Fuck? Yeah, she's in like the last scene of the movie. Wow. She sees Frankenstein. She hisses at him. And like screams, yeah. doesn't like what he looks like, which is like fuck, you know, basically an arranged marriage. I go through a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked she up. She didn't like it, and uh, you know, eventually Frankenstein freaks out and like destroys the castle. Like uh, it, it, somehow it explodes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how it does it, but um, yeah, that's that's it. That's so, so shocking to me, to for- man. Um, they they even named it after her, and they still only gave her like four minutes of screen time. It's like. Uh-huh. Man, old Hollywood, new Hollywood, up to the same tricks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a universal picture, Stephen. Uh, so I Googled it to see if she reappears later because, you know, Frankenstein died in the first yeah. one, but he came back. Surely she can come back. No, she she doesn't. That was it. That was wow. the entirety of her but legacy. She's got a good look, so that legacy has lasted for years, you know? I know. Yeah. I know. Which I'm, I'm happy for uh-huh. her because, again— I think she looks cool and that's just like visually appealing, but also just like basing a female character on their looks. Mm-hmm. Really? Right. Hollywood? Right. Wow. Great job. <laughs> because that's the type of movie making we're <laughs> aiming for, you know? Um, so I looked it up and yeah, Frankenstein reappears in a third movie, but not The Bride. And since I'd come this right. far. You watch that one? I'm excited for this one. I think I know what it is. Steven, do you ever like slip up and accidentally watch a trilogy? Uh, You seem to do that a lot. (laughs) You know, this would be like my fifth trilogy in October because I I watched it before Halloween. And uh, yeah, I I, I fell into an accidental trill. Mm -hmm. And um, so this one is set decades after the first two films. Dr. Frankenstein's son, Baron Wolf von Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. That's a baller ass name. Uh, relocates his wife and son to the family castle, discovers the remains of his father's monster, and he attempts to revive 
the uh, the creature with help from his father's assistant, now renamed to Igor, but this mm. time spelled Y G O R instead of I G O R. Mm. Yeah, it's like guys, what are we doing right. here with this naming convention? There is no naming convention. It's is kind of fucking driving me nuts. <laughs> um, but uh, so th- this film acknowledges that. The Frankenstein name has become synonymous with both the doctor and his monster. Mm-hmm. So I guess technically when people call the monster Frankenstein, I guess I have to stop going, <laughs> actually. Right. You know. I actually found that uh, a really uh, stupid thing because at this point he, he is Frankenstein. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That it, it mm-hmm. like in the zeitgeist, he is Frankenstein. So much like all languages made up, uh, get on board. You know, go along <laughs> with it because it's way easier than saying Frankenstein's monster. True. You know? This is very true. Um, look, all in all, I like these movies. Um, I like going through and, and watching some of these like classic mm-hmm. films like uh, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. I liked quite a bit. The uh, the old Nosferatu, mm-hmm. Nosferatu, you know, living his <laughs> life a quarter mile at a time, yeah. firing up that Nos. Um, and I find Frankenstein to be like a fairly sympathetic character. He's just like, right. um, uh, you know, it's like a story that revolves around like nature versus or versus nurture, and it's uh, about abandonment and these various traumas. And uh, I just thought it was like an interesting uh, trill to stumble upon. What so was, uh, shout out to Frankenstein. What was the last one called? Uh, the son of Frankenstein. The son of Frankenstein. Okay, I thought. Yeah. I thought. You were going to have watched this your third movie because I've never heard of The Son of Frankenstein. Uh, Same. I thought you were going to say Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, I think is what it's called. Well, I was prepared to mm-hmm. do either that or like uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, Boris Karloff is not Frankenstein in those films. Mm-hmm. And this is like his third trill. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, this is this is the way to go. But yeah, this one was very strange there's like an army general that has like a false hand but he has to like, like that pick it up and adjust it it's just i don't it's it's very very strange i would but yeah i would definitely visit those i i'm not a huge like not a fan but the i'm not a huge follower of the universal monster stuff it's like i know them very well mm-hmm. uh i was gonna say that scene with the the little girl and frankenstein's monster and uh, <laughs> i know so well from monster squad where they make fun of that scene where you think he's gonna do that to, to little phoebe in that movie and then they end up being friends he actually is a good guy and uh yeah it's funny you said that like that scene was like rediscovered like basically right before the monster squad came out. So that was like kind of maybe fresh in the zeitgeist as well. But, um, mm-hmm. I know those monsters so well from that version and they're, they're very classic, the, you know, the, the universal monsters, but, um, I've never really revisited those, uh, the Wolfman in particular, I think mm-hmm. is a favorite of my dad's. He has a costume that he's done for years with makeup where he looks like the universal Wolfman, just like a plaid shirt and jeans and oh, yeah. makes his face up and his beard, you know, it looks, looks kind of creepy and stuff. And, um so yeah i i would love to revisit those someday and especially the bride of frankenstein that's amazing to me that's all she's in because what an iconic look she's the best out of all yeah. of them uh uh-huh. she's the marge simpson precursor you know <laughs> that stack true. of hair that's true has there ever been a marge simpson that's been like dressed up oh, as yeah. the bride because it's oh, yeah. right fucking there right yeah i think it's in actually one of the treehouse of horror episodes that i did watch okay uh that they did that because yeah it's absolutely like meant for it you know absolutely i was trying Fuck to look yeah. it up yeah there we um, go bride of frankenstein oh yeah the bride of homer 
The bra- <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, it really works. That's a good look for her. Yeah. Yeah. There's I like a that. Treehouse of Horror where Homer is, uh, you can't really see that, but Homer is like Fra- oh, Frankenstein's yeah. monster. And he's, uh, yes. he's Mary Marge there, but he, uh, he actually took her hand off to put the ring on. Oops. That's what happens oh. when you have mixed match body parts. <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah. We've all yeah. been there. <laughs> Sorry. Happened again. <laughs> um, my next category here is action horror. Do you have anything for that particular category? So here's the thing, Brad. You you put these out there before the podcast, and I was like, yeah, I, yeah. And then now that you mentioned, I'm like, do I? I don't know. Um, I'm I'm very <laughs> intrigued. Like when it, when it gets down to slashers and modern horror, which are, are after the mm-hmm. action horror, uh, I think I'll have some for that one. But uh, I'm trying to think of like an action horror that I watched, and I don't think I have one for that. Okay, nice. Um, well. Sticking with the Universal horror movie theme, Stephen, I don't know if you've uh, heard of the Dark Universe that uh, came and went oh, yeah. uh, over the course of, let me count, one film. <laughs> um, and that film was 2017's The Mummy. I'd been wanting to see this movie for a while. I know that people fucking panned it, it bombed uh-huh. at the box office, but I wanted to see for myself, right. you know, especially after you and I watched. Uh, Top Gun and Top Gun yeah. Maverick. I think it was last year. So good. I was like, oh, I don't want to alarm people, but I think Tom Cruise is a pretty good mm-hmm. actor and very watchable. Um, so this finally ended up on a streaming service that I had, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm just gonna fucking go for it. I think it was on Netflix, and I've noticed that it is like in the top like three movies uh, at the time that I right. like, watched it or whatever, and. Um, I guess I'll get the top three, like, most popular Uh or whatever. Um, So in this movie, Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson, who I had no idea was in this movie, uh, they play a couple of soldiers of fortune who discover an ancient tomb and end up resurrecting a trapped Egyptian princess, the titular mummy. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's titular. Oh, yeah, she's looking good. But, like, we're just going to walk Okay, yeah, we did. We did it. We just Pretty smooth. If we don't... If we had, uh, verbally acknowledge mm-hmm. that we didn't acknowledge it, basically we're heroes. Um, Tom Cruise's <laughs> character gets cursed by the mummy, and uh, the mummy wants to use his body as a vessel for the deity set, while Jake Johnson's character gets possessed and dies early oh, on. No. I know this sounds like a spoiler, but don't worry, because he sticks around as Cruise's fun ghost friend. Wow. A la American Werewolf in London. I did London. not expect that at so, all from that trailer. For this movie. Nope. That is wild. I didn't even know Jake Johnson was in it, like you said. And then the fact that they're uh-huh. uh, pulling an American werewolf in London. Yep. You know who else is in it? Russell Crowe. Oh. The Crow Man himself. Uh, he's a supporting character. He plays both Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And uh, yeah, so this was to kick off the dark universe, shared mm-hmm. universe of Universal monster like it's a reboot action franchise at this point that's what they were going for matter of fact when you fire up the movie the universal logo becomes the dark universe logo man what a swing um, and a miss let's just uh pour one out uh for this uh franchise because uh, that was six years ago too that's crazy yep they just really like gave up on it really early and uh steven i gotta be honest uh I thought this movie was pretty fucking fun. Like uh, my wife and I, did. we watched it together, <laughs> and we we're like, "This is pretty fun, right?" And, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why people were so harsh on this movie, well. especially like I know, like during the time when this movie came out, like 
the MCU was like everyone loved it at mm-hmm. that point. You know, it was leading up. We were a couple of years out from Avengers Infinity War and right. Endgame. And uh, people still dug that. And sure, maybe this movie isn't up to that quality, but like uh, amongst like some of the other like Marvel stuff like coming out now, and you know some of the DC stuff, I I think this this movie is pretty. You're fun. comparing it to the wrong thing, though. You're not comparing what it to the this? 1999 classic Brendan Fraser film, The Mummy. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. What what is that about? I mean, I guess. That's that's true, mm-hmm. but this is like it, it feels like a different thing to me. I know they're both like action and adventure movies with a mummy. I'm about to throw my fucking chair. <laughs> it's Brendan Fraser, baby. All right, I know Tom Look, Cruise. I like Brendan Fraser. Right, we came back around on Tom Cruise around it, but it's Brendan Fraser and Rachel Vice. Okay, mm-hmm. you're getting me heated now. Okay, well that I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. That was not my intention. I'm just saying. The Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. movies were mummy exclusive um, extermination issues that they were experiencing, <laughs> right? Whereas this is like opening a universe to uh, that the, didn't the, open. You, Steve, you haven't seen the movie. You don't. Are know. you saying that the universe is still going? We don't know it, Stephen. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware uh-huh. of this, but Universal had high hopes right. for this franchise. So much so that they were betting on The Mummy starring Tom Cruise Mm -hmm. being a hit that they were willing to indoctrinate a movie that came out three years before Dracula Untold into that same continuity if everything worked out. Mm -hmm. And because I know this fact, I watched this movie as well. I watched Dracula Untold from 2014. (laughs) So it would have retroactively have been brought into this continuity. And uh, in that movie, uh, uh, Dracula is played by Luke Evans Mm -hmm. from like, I don't know, the Fast and the Furious franchise and probably some other stuff. I don't I don't really know. But um, this movie is like an origin story for Dracula outside of what Bram Stoker had in his original novel from 1897 Uh, in this movie. In the 15th century, Vlad Dracula is a fierce warrior known as Vlad the Impaler. Don't let la- hey, don't laugh. This is all good. And the ruler of a couple of Romanian territories. And yes, one of them is Transylvania. Sure. Upon hearing of a full-on invasion by the Ottoman Empire, it's coming through with a bunch of couches. They're gonna be it's gonna fuck some shit up. Vlad seeks the help of a nearby imprisoned vampire who gives him temporary powers of a vampire. However, if he resists the urge to drink human blood for the next three days, he will turn back into a human. Otherwise, he will set that ancient vampire free forever, and then he becomes a vampire, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's cursed, essentially. Um, gotta be honest, this movie was uh, not as fun as The mm-hmm. Mummy, and people don't even like The Mummy, right. so, you know... It kind of is what it is, yeah. uh, but I thought there were some like decent action scenes and special effects, and uh, you know I can appreciate the filmmakers attempting to make Dracula more like sympathetic or whatever. Um, you know, I, to me these movies are watchable, uh-huh. but again, I you know I know these are Universal Pictures. You know what you, know? you get with those, and you like it. I sometimes I think I'll just say sometimes. I think ninety percent of Universal movies you will, you will like. Brent would like. Well, I've got a 10 percenter coming up. 
<laughs> I uh, can you tell me if Dracula Untold is better or worse than Dracula Two Thousand? Oh my god, I forgot I even watched oh, yeah. that. Because I think that movie is a Stone Cold classic now. So Dracula Two Thousand. Oh yeah. Oh god, hard to choose. I I'm trying to rack my brain to remember what it was. I know I I, <laughs> I watched it. Um, I don't know. Uh, you don't have to choose. No, mm-hmm. that's okay. <laughs> Just say no. Just say no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I have no. I had forgotten that movie even came out. Dracula Untold. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend Dracula Two Thousand, but the uh, the Tom Cruise Mummy movie to me is like specifically why I bring up the other one is because it's not that long ago. And they did an action adventure version of the mummy that was f- fucking stellar. So like trying to do that again, but make it like scarier. Like I feel like they just like for the dark universe, it could have been a cool idea, but they really just shit the bed totally. Um, in terms of getting the people to like to want to be invested in that kind of shared universe, like that they they did one of the first shared universes with the monster movies, mm-hmm. the Universal monster movies, and now they couldn't even make it work. You know, I don't know. Like there's something there that I'm like. Y- different different people involved maybe yeah. would have helped you know like mm-hmm. uh heads of that whatever would have helped but you had a lot of good actors in it and stuff you know like i was down for what they were planning but that movie came out do you do you remember the trailer they released on accident with the the tom cruise mummy movie <laughs> i i watched a youtube video uh discussing <laughs> that and it was uh it, like the music was taken out and it was just like tom cruise it's like just screaming, screaming or something like that oh my god it's so yeah. fucking funny i just showed her family that like a few weeks ago because yeah. so, none of them had heard of it and i was like oh my god it's the funniest like hollywood mistake i've ever heard because mm. Uh, it sounds like in the mix, it would have been totally fine. He's like screaming on a plane about to be like thrown out of it. Like I would be screaming, but yeah. when you only have that, <laughs> oh my God, I fucking lose it. That's the best part of that movie. I think that yeah. trailer, uh-huh. that's, what, I mean, that's it, what it got me in theaters. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like after the fact, I was like, oh yeah, that would have sounded mm-hmm. bad. You know, I've seen the movie and, uh, yeah, that would have been weird. Pretty terrible. Yeah. What, what was the one that you watched? You didn't like. Is that, yeah, we'll, is that right we'll, now? We'll get to it. We'll get okay, to okay, it. Okay, okay. That, that's later on. Um, so my next category is slashers. Do you have anything mm-hmm. for that one? Slashers. I mean, I watched a lot of Scream. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if I watched anything new. I think I'll save the next one for like modern horror. Okay. The one that I, Amanda and I watched one last night, even though it wasn't October. I finally mm-hmm. got her to watch a movie. But um, for slashers, I didn't watch uh, like anything new. Um, yeah. What do you got? Um, so for me, I have now seen Friday the 13th from 2009. This is the oh my god to reboot the franchise. Right. Uh, clearly that didn't work because it, it went nowhere. Uh, it was a dark universe of its own there. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they attempt to reboot the, the Jason mythology, I guess, uh-huh. uh, by condensing the first three original movies into this one essentially there's not really much in the way of uh, uh pamela Voorhees in this one uh jason is initially seen with a a bag head and then he gets his mask and right. like you had mentioned he kind of just stumbles upon the mask puts it on and then goes about killing people um uh i recognize some of the actors that were playing the uh the the civilians that get killed mm-hmm. but um outside of that i thought you know the it's kind of just okay. Jason right. seems menacing. He looks all right, but uh, he's got like long, stringy, like I don't know, crypt keeper hair or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's got like he an like, incel r- sort of vibe. Like um, he's just in the woods protecting his home, uh, trying to get laid, I guess, and not succeeding. That's what I, I got mean, from it. I mean, it's 
Isn't that most of us, though? You know, we're just, <laughs> we're just out here. Women uh, just don't get us. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really like pick up on on that part of it. But he definitely had that. Um, oh man, what, what did you call it? Uh, like a, a survivalist type of yeah, yeah. That's what uh, I'm saying. Feel to him. Yeah. And um, like also, you know, he fucking runs now, dude. That's, oh yeah. I didn't know. One sh- one shot in particular where like it's kind of low to the ground and it follows him from behind as he's about to like uh use his machete on a, a girl on the ground or maybe mm-hmm. a guy on the ground uh i think it's by the campfire um yeah. for like the earlier part of the movie and it's just kind of this like I, it, there's a good feeling a good uh momentum to his like walk run that he's like duh, duh, duh. he gets like faster and faster and like you just like a slash and it cuts to black yeah and uh it's very cheesy i i recognize it's not that great of a movie it's just the first time i watched it the first five times i watched it i was like yeah whatever it's grown on me and i know that's so silly to tell a lot of people it's like just watch it like 10 times it'll grow on you but uh <laughs> it did like once i watched that series more and more and like the the middling the middle sequels not midly sequels, the middle sequels, because those that I love the most uh, grew on me. That movie kind of grew on me as well. Yeah. And it's because of those actors I know from like Veronica Mars and just kind of the era of filmmaking uh, out mm-hmm. of out of the remakes that came out of the era. I, I like it because it's it's silly and it kind of knows what it's doing. Yeah. And um, and it's also the only like modern uh, Friday the 13th we've had um, since like Freddy versus Jason, you know, yeah, Jason X, yeah. which I, you know, is a totally different thing, but like it's the the kind of main story, but done modern. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I forgive it its faults, and I end up having fun with it. But uh, if we watch it together, I get you to like it. I mean, I didn't dislike it. Um, you clearly I just, hated it, and it's okay. Look, no, I get you. I get you. I, I can tell that too. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like with a group, it could be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. A group that's been watching a lot of Friday Thirteenth and stuff. Uh, it might grow on you over time as you you know watch it for scary stuff. So. Yep, I've just got nine more times to watch it, and I'll be yeah. You're I'll be good to you go, there, baby. Ten years from now, nine years from now, you're gonna love it. I can bang out three viewings of it tonight. You know, if we're done recording. It's, yeah, you fast. <laughs> um, well, speaking of fast, here's something that's the opposite, which is the 2023 movie Slother House. Are you familiar oh, with this? Oh, I've heard of it. <laughs> so, in this movie, a young woman adopts a sloth to gain favor with her sorority in order to win an upcoming election to be the new head of yeah, Sigma Lambda Theta, or okay. SLTH. Oh, I thought you were doing slut at first. Dude, no, it fucking works on levels, dude. But you're doing dude. sloth, man. That's crazy, man. That like a really... sloth in a fucking tree, dude. So the sloth becomes the house mascot for a time and is loved by its residents, but then eventually goes on a killing spree. Of course, and, as you uh, do. Leaves the soror- uh, uh Yeah, starts killing the sorority uh, residents, and uh, yeah, the girls have to fight for their lives. Um the movie knows that is ridiculous right. and uh this kind of concept you know that yeah i mean it's a killer sloth it's like these, right. one of the slowest possible creatures do get murked by um one of the writers for the movie said it's like mean girls meets happy death day with a touch mm-hmm. of gremlins and uh, i thought you okay. know that's that's fair and um this is one of the movies where it takes some leaps in movie logic, but you just kind of shut your brain off and just go with it. Like it's a movie about a killer sloth. Let's not, right. you know, let's not pick away at it too much. There's some scenes where the sloth is using like Instagram or some shit and okay. uh, drives a car at a certain point. And you, you've talked about this before where a slasher will appear and reappear in spots where it shouldn't just because mm-hmm. 
that's what the movie needs the slasher to do at that right. point. Works for the slow ass creature, and uh, it's just, it was it was a fun movie. It's like you know, just keep in mind it's goofy as shit. You know, where'd you watch this one? I think it was on Hulu. Okay, that makes sense. This feels like a Hulu movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes on here I'll ask you like, what did your wife think? Did you show her this? Was she? Oh, intrigued we watched and- it together. I you insisted did? that we watch it together. Are you for are you are you for real right now? I'm being 100 okay. percent serious. As serious now as I the do want to know up the stairs. <laughs> now I do want to know what she thought. I was about to lead into. I'm going to stop asking you about your wife. I'm going to start asking you what did Taz think of this movie. So <laughs> right. I'm going to still stick with that. What did Taz think of this movie though? He was into it. You know. Okay. He, uh, anytime he watches TV with me, I call it. Uh, I, I just tell him we're going to watch cartoons. Everything is cartoons. Oh situation. yeah. And uh, Taz yeah, he, time. Exactly. Any mm-hmm. any type of creature that's on screen, he's like invested at various levels. Right. Like sometimes he'll like get up and like run to the TV thinking, mm-hmm. you know, a, a creature's going to pop out from the other side. But uh, this one, he was just like hanging out on the couch and I think he eventually just passed out. But uh, my wife did not have the luxury of falling asleep because <laughs> I was uh, giggling too much, I think. And uh, yeah, I just I had yeah, fun with it. What did she think? Uh, she didn't she didn't care for it. I, you know, I think she just thought it was stupid, which is fair but you know i was i was in the mood for something silly yeah exactly you know right for sure uh i uh i'm intrigued by that i i like the uh, the trailer that i watched looked fun like it's silly fun and i think it knows that which is good um i like that kind of uh low budget schlock you know that's a good time for a party or whatever so i'm done with that and i like sloths so who doesn't you know now staying in the land of creatures Mm -hmm. There's a couple of creatures I want to tell you about, Stephen. A couple of creatures from the 2023 horror film, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, my God. Where did you find that one at? I've heard uh, of it. Where did I find that one at? Uh, I think it was on uh, like Peacock, a, I think. Okay. It feels like a 2B to me, but yeah. I mean, give it a few minutes, and I, I'm it sure might, we'll yeah, show up there. It might be. Uh, yeah. um, so in uh, uh, January of 2022, uh, the Winnie the Pooh book from 1926 went into the public domain so it's not the disney version of the characters the uh version that's in the book specifically mm, okay there's certain things that uh they can't do uh as it relates to the appearance of the disney version of the character mm. uh, but otherwise you can use winnie the pooh you can use piglet you can use some of the other animal animals from the 100 acre woods right on um and they do primarily pooh and piglet mm-hmm. not eeyore because you know, you find out through uh, narration and, a, a, you know, a little flashback uh, animatic that, uh, well, Christopher Robin, he stumbles upon these anthropomorphic creatures in the woods and befriends them, hangs out with them all the time. They become friends. Now, Christopher Robin, a normal human boy, eventually grows up and moves away to college. Mm. The remaining creatures, Pooh, Piglet, etc they feel abandoned mm-hmm. they don't have anyone to take care of them to feed them and because they all start suffering from starvation in like the cold winter look it happens to a lot of us mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do you murder and eat your friend of your that's what no, you do just no. to survive the winter that's what you do you right know? um so yeah I thought this movie was going to be a revenge story mm-hmm. about Pooh and Piglet, you know, seeking 
Christopher Robin tracking him down, uh, just like pestering him throughout the film. And uh, yeah, just seeking revenge on him. Mm-hmm. But that is handled on early on in the movie. It's like the the first act of the movie okay. is basically that. So then I'm like, well, what is this movie about? And then I see, oh, there's some like sorority girls. I get with the sororities. Mm. Uh, they rent a cabin in the 100 acre wood and they stay there and they get tormented by Pooh and Piglet and okay. all this. Mm-hmm. Now, Stephen, I know intellectually that Christopher Robin is English. Like in the old Disney movies, he mm-hmm. always had an English accent. But I think of Pooh and the gang as having American accents. So I hmm. thought, you know, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really like piece together what it was. I just thought it primarily took place in America, even though the author, R.L. Milne, is English. Mm-hmm. I don't acknowledge books, though, so it's not my fault. Of course. So. When I found out that this movie takes place in English, English, England, I immediately was like, oh, it's going to be fine. This is not scary at all. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. I don't want to sound like an asshole here, but I'm not afraid of English anything. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't find it scary. I found out this movie took place in England and I was like, that's, that's it just like suck the scary away. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I was mm-hmm. like the the tension dropped almost immediately, and uh, I was like, "That's yeah, that's fine." Like I carry a a vial of Boston Harbor water on oh, me. Oh yeah, right. You so do. if fucking Jack the Ripper comes out, I'm like, "I don't fucking think so, bro." <laughs> just splash, <laughs> you know. Get out of here. I just don't. I just you know. I I don't. I don't find the uh, uh, English. Uh, you know, uh, like evil characters. Particularly They're pleasant. threatening. They have a nice, yeah. nice sounding lilt to their to their voices. Like uh, that that second uh, Conjuring movie takes place in England. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Oh boy, doesn't scare you. You want to see a fucking dry puss? That was me, man. I was like, uh, I was like, this is not. This is not getting me anywhere. I was right. like, oh, this is. And I know that's some people's favorite. They're like, oh, look how scary that's it is. A shame, like, yeah. It's, it's like an English okay. guy sitting on a. An English ghost sitting on a couch aggressively. Ooh. Ooh. Scary, you know? Right. Who's going to eat his bangers and mash for him? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, if you're listening to this. Like, I, I like English people. It's just like they're ghosts. I but you're not fight. scared of them, which is fine. Just, yeah, that's Just good. too Victorian. I just, right. I, it means nothing to me. Um, going back to the movie here, uh, the director and, and writer mm-hmm. of this movie uh I guess he used to be a, or he was a film producer, produced like 36 movies in like the first two years that he went into that industry. And then he, you know, upon this hitting the public domain, immediately turned around a script and they started shooting, you know, not long after mm-hmm. getting the green light there. And uh, yeah, like the, it's so weird because it's like 80% there, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like on the cusp of being something that's like you could tell people about, you know, like I right. like the Terrifier movies. I know some people don't primarily because they don't like that much gore or whatever, but I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. This is not quite to Terrifier level, but it's like close. I don't know. I like the masks that they use for Pooh and Piglet. Mm-hmm. They're like, I didn't even realize this until watching the actual movie. I saw like a trailer or something years ago. But uh, I guess last year, but um, 
there's like the mouth like moves like it opens and closes and i don't know <clears throat> it it looks kind of cool but whenever like Pooh and piglet are on screen they're the actors that are performing them are kind of just standing there like they're mm-hmm. not really like super menacing i don't know and then like some of the acting is like it's all right it's primarily serviceable i guess um i think the music helps a lot because it's like oh you should feel concerned about these right these people You're like, i wasn't they're english but yeah okay. you know, it's just like what, man, what can you do you know i guess it will be oh boy but i don't I, know i uh, yeah yeah I'm intrigued by the concept of it. I feel like from what I'd seen about it, I don't think I watched the trailer, but I, I'd heard about it. It got some notoriety just for being in the public domain, and then they were doing this crazy stuff with it. But um, mm. I don't know. You can't just do that. You can't just have the hook. You got to deliver, and you got to have like good actors in some form. You got to have good looks for the characters and stuff. And yeah. it didn't seem like it was going to quite hit those marks for me when watching it. I would certainly give it a try just to see what it's like. But uh, yeah. I'm definitely intrigued by the idea of like stuff going into the public domain and us being able to use these like well-known characters yeah. uh fairly soon and um but yeah i don't I don't know if this is quite the one like that's the thing this is one of the firsts of the modern era with a really yeah. major character being used that way so as that comes about more and more it'll be intriguing but i hope we have better things in the you know in the coming years from this type of venture yeah and i maybe uh because this movie ended up doing well like it made a decent chunk of change on a smaller budget so you know a, a sequel's green green lit and everything um so hopefully they can uh invest in the the quality being better right. in the subsequent ones i saw an image of the sequel that they've i began shooting evidently mm-hmm. and they've upgraded the masks for uh winnie the pooh um, and I guess Tigger is supposed to be in the next one, mm. uh, because that character is finally in the public domain, I guess. Um, but like, I, I think in the, this movie cinematography is like pretty good. Sometimes other times it looks very much like, oh, there's no set behind what I'm seeing. Like if, if you pan the camera down even a little bit, you would see, oh, they're on just like a, a stage or something like mm-hmm. that. It was just, I don't know. It, it, it kind of vacillated yeah. back and forth. Yeah. And, um, I did notice that the director uh, is not only doing a sequel to this movie, but his production company has a uh, a couple of films ready to go for Bambi and then Peter Pan as well, mm. both horror related. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on top of that, they're part of a cinematic universe now. So oh yeah, all, of course, obviously all together. Yeah. So what if this is what finally gets Tom Cruise back in the dark universe? <laughs> hey, you know what? So be it. I'd be here for it. I love it. Yep. (laughs) Um, So that's all my slasher stuff. Right on, man. Yeah. uh, So my my last category here is modern horror. Excellent. So I will jump in on this one because I know you've been talking a lot and I appreciate that for for this episode today. (laughs) Unfortunately, I just didn't watch a lot of like new things. What I would mention is like stuff I mention every year. I watched Screams and Halloweens and Friday the 13th and a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street. uh, Fright Night. Uh, I watched a lot of stuff that I'm like used to final destination. I'm trying to think of like other ones, hocus pocus, you know, the, the, the regular ones for us. But, um, I did finally last night get to show Amanda, a modern sci-fi horror film of no one will save you, which we have mentioned a few times on here from Hulu. 
Um, this movie stars Caitlin Deaver, and I can't remember his name right now. The writer-director did uh, an amazing movie called uh, Spontaneous, about spontaneous combustion sort of starting to happen in teenagers around the world, and that movie is really fun. This one is also really fun. I wasn't sure at first when we watched it if Amanda would really like it or not. She's not super into aliens or sci-fi stuff, but sometimes she likes the movie Signs. I had told her this movie. I was trying to lead her with as little info as we had as well. Okay. Um, uh, like you'd said, I think the best thing is this is an alien invasion movie, and then when I asked you about it, they're like, yes, there are there are aliens and they're definitely invading. It is not tiptoe around that. It is not like signs where you think that might be happening. And then it does uh, towards the end of the movie. This is like I think it's like I counted it as like seven or eight minutes into the movie. It is mm-hmm. on. We are we are yeah. being invaded. And it is great. And uh, I still want to leave this very non spoilery and, and everything, even the. The little spoilers I could leave, uh, I don't really want to do that. I, I think it's just it stands so well on itself, on its own merits. And uh, don't even watch the trailer; just get in that movie and watch it. But uh, yeah. Amanda really dug it. Super fucking scared during a lot of the parts. Loved that. Mm. Uh, it was fun yeah. to, to revisit it with her. She asked me if I she'd forgotten what I had mentioned about it. So she when we started it, she was like, "You've seen this?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it once." <laughs> and we watched it and she was like so you, you've seen that once before and i was like amanda this is my fourth time and she's like oh my god i was like the first three times were in the first two days i saw it wow. i love this movie i think it's so cool and i was glad that she had the same reaction uh oh, we good. had started to say a little bit of a spoiler when we mentioned it um the second time when i had finally watched it on this on this podcast but uh there's there's a a, quarter, a sort of like shtick to it there's a uh not a twist, just a, a thing it does. And even that yeah. alone, I think, is a lot to, t- to tell someone. She did not notice it until after I mentioned it. So even that, oh, I think really? just something to look out for. But yeah. uh, now she wants to see it again, you know, to, mm-hmm. to kind of see. Once you know what happens in the movie, you can kind of go back and kind of get the, the full lay of the land. So yeah, uh, I'm excited to watch it again with her eventually. But um, yeah, it was really fun to, to show it to her. And now she wants to see it again. So that's rad. That is rad. It seems to be like the movie of the year from like. I hope so. From, from like the people who know they get it. Right. You know? I I feel like it, like a lot of streaming stuff, it kind of came out and it made a big splash. And then now I barely hear anybody talk about it. And uh, I had mentioned yeah. it to, to like a few family members and stuff and nobody had had Hulu and they haven't watched it yet. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys got to watch this. Mm-hmm. I need to talk about it with, with more people. But, um, yeah, it, I hope it's. I hope it has lasting legacy. This is a movie to me that I'm like, oh, this is where I get that not everything should be streaming. Something should go to the theater. I wish I could watch this in the theater. I wish I would have found it that way. I wish I would have found more people that way. But I do hope that word of mouth gets it around more and more and that people check it out because it's just really fucking stellar. It really is. And it came out around the time of like the writer strike and the actor strike, which is, I think, maybe still going. Yeah. Um, writers are like back to work or whatever. But they're done. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. It, it kind of limits the ability of, uh, people to promote projects like this right. so uh yeah i'm uh we are doing our part to exactly. uh, spread the word on on this so there you go go watch no one will save you so hell good. yeah yeah anything else for you i think that's it for modern horror maybe something you mentioned uh, i'll mention as well i do have one uh sequel announcement they did so i'll, I'll throw that out there at the end of it but uh, i'm curious to okay. see what you've been watching modern horror wise well steven earlier uh maybe like a month ago you had mentioned that uh you started watching a movie, didn't finish it because you found the characters annoying. So I <laughs> started and finished watching Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, I finished it. Oh, you did? Okay. I just fast forwarded through it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I, I might have said that before, but uh, I definitely know what happens. Okay. Yeah, I okay. think I did stop it 
I read the Wikipedia and then I fast forwarded through the end of it to see what happened. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, bodies, bodies, bodies. My favorite modern horror movie. What do you think? <laughs> Look, this is an A24 movie, right? And uh, I, you thing. know, I'm, I'm I'm just in the zone for A24. Um, they they really haven't let me down in a major way mm-hmm. uh, since I really like got into them over the past couple of years. And uh, I knew you didn't like this movie, so I was like, well, which way is this going to go? Right. You know? Who knows? Yeah. So I threw it on. It, it stars Pete Davidson. Lee Pace is in there looking like mm-hmm. a goddamn hunk. I didn't he recognize him great. at first. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's him? The Did- pie maker stopped eating pie and started working out. He was fucking lifting that uh, Ronan the Accuser hammer way too much. <laughs> right. and just like got ripped to shit. Um, yeah, good. but uh, so it's like those two guys, but also like a bunch of actresses I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And like, no disrespect, uh, I just had not seen any of these. Oh, they're new. Uh, these women before, but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I... I didn't mind this movie. Sure. What uh, what, what what was your your uh, recap for us? What was your right. uh, particular beef with this one? Uh, this is the movie that made me hate Gen Z. I've been on their <laughs> side until this point. Uh, what I found about this movie is that, and I I I, I feel like uh, I had said this as well that I don't I don't think anybody liking this movie is bad, or I I definitely recognize that I was not the audience for it. Um. And so that's that's part of it. But for me, um, there's a certain style of filmmaking sometimes. And it's like not I, I can't even pinpoint it all the time, like who's making the movie or whatever. It's yeah. it's just a, a movie at a certain moment of time starring certain people. And they they rub me uh, the wrong way or whatever. And this is one of them. It's what I got mostly out of the characters is annoyance. Every single one of them, except for maybe Lee Pace uh was just annoying to me i didn't enjoy watching a single one of them and okay. it starts with pete davidson for me because i just do not understand why people like that guy really uh, <laughs> he is uh, out of a hundred of funny he's maybe an eight to me uh wow, okay i don't understand his humor every once in a while on snl he'll have like a funny line he, he hosted and i saw it after bodies bodies it was like the first one after the writer or after that yeah the writer strike yeah. he came back they had some great moments. For one, he seems like a genuinely uh, caring dude a lot of the times. He had a, a really nice moment uh, in the, his monologue. And then they had a great video of uh, I'm just Pete instead of I'm just Ken. And it was mm-hmm. kind of just about like, hey, I'm just drug addled Pete. It's fine. And that was kind of endearing to me. And it was it was a good song. Um, so every once in a while, I have a, a shining moment. Most of the time, I just don't understand it. And like looking at him versus Lee Pace, I'm like, why would you ever Pete? Uh, why would you ever Pete? Why would you ever pick Pete Davidson? But I feel like for some reason, 90% out of a hundred women would choose Pete. And I don't know why I don't get it. Yeah. Um, so that's part of it. The, the overall, like the dialogue, the kind of characterizations, I was just like way more annoyed than enjoying those people, I guess. And if I can't enjoy the people, I don't care if they all die. Um, and then by the end of it, once I knew what the story was and I don't want to spoil it or whatever, I was like, man, if I had liked this movie, I would have really liked how that went. But since mm-hmm. I didn't, it was even worse to me. Like it made it if I had made it through the movie and gotten there, I would have been like, wow, I just wasted two hours. You know what I mean? I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm curious. I'm curious to see. I, I hope that, again, like me saying that stuff before you watched it kind of lower your expectations and everything. Um, but I'm curious. Yeah. like I don't fault anybody for liking it. It's just not my thing. 
Yeah, for the listeners, let me uh, let me recap what the plot is. So, uh, in an isolated family mansion, a group of rich twenty-somethings decide to play a game called Bodies, 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 and uh, it's essentially where one of them is secretly a killer, while uh, the rest try to escape. Um, things take a turn for the worse when real bodies start turning up, setting off a paranoid and dangerous chain of events. So it's very much like a uh, Gen Z whodunit movie, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I. I I was watching the movie like, wait, who, okay, so who is the killer? And I was just like constantly trying to figure out like, what is the person's motivation and all mm. this stuff? And uh, once we got to the end of the movie, I was, I was, still, I'm just gonna be honest, I was delighted by <laughs> this whole thing. I was like, this is so stupid. It, I understand you not liking these characters, mm. I feel like that is by design from the oh, filmmaker sure. and actors, right? For sure. And so I I, I, I kind of picked up on that early enough to where I was like, oh, okay, I kind of see like what the, the vibe mm. is here and what they're going for. And I was like kind of in for it. Mm. And I don't know. I, uh, I just, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. I liked it. That's cool. I liked the way. I like the way it ended because it's it's just it's just like oh well fuck you know it's hard not to yeah it's hard I don't want to spoil it right here either right. though but uh, without talking about that it's kind of hard because that does uh, in a certain way like I said it, it it does elevate it for me but at the same time I was already so not interested in it that I was just like okay it, it is just stupid uh, yeah. there's a lot of stupid decisions in the movie. Um, I can find characters that make stupid decisions interesting, but if I already don't like their characters, then I'm just like, well, that's just being stupid. And Mm. since I wasn't getting like, it's like I understood the vibe, but I don't like it. So, um, but I understand that people would like that vibe. So I, I don't, that's why I I keep trying to go back to that, that I, I, you're totally fine. And anybody else that likes it, totally fine. Uh, it's just not everything's for every person, but, um, it's kind of like a rival to me. Like, People that really yeah. like Arrival are like, well, did you understand this? And I'm like, yeah, I got all those points that you got. Mm-hmm. I just don't like how they're put together. And it doesn't mean anything to me at all. Same kind of way. I recognize that that's a good movie, though, and that people can like it. And that's totally cool. But it doesn't work for me. This way as yeah. well. I'm like, I get that that was by design. But at the same time, like, I don't want to watch people that way. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, you got other shit to do, you know? Right. There's so much else to look, watch. watch. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But A24... <laughs> The people involved. Gotta rewatch Scream Two again. I gotta watch Scream Two like <laughs> multiple times, you know. <laughs> and that to me too is like the same way that like I had mentioned. I think it was on here. I'd mentioned like scary movies, the the scary movie franchise. I don't understand because I'm like they're making fun of something that's already making fun of horror movies, and is mm-hmm. doing it so much more clever. And then you do this, and on top of it, it just feels stupid to me. Uh, this kind of as well. I'm like. Um, Scream would be a much better, a much better horror movie deconstruction in a comedy way with young actors than this one was to me. And it's partly because yeah. I have a disconnect. I'm, I find it fascinating that you connected more with them being a little bit older than me, even uh, for for like connecting with Gen Z. That's part of it for me. I, I, I would have thought you would have been on board, just be like, I don't fucking get these people. But it worked for you, you know, that, that's cool. I've worked with some Gen Z people uh, for years. Um, I don't currently i don't think but uh i have in the past and i'm just like oh yeah i remember when i was that age i was a fucking idiot i'm a fucking idiot now so i'm just like you know it, 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 mm-hmm. it infects a lot of us you know right and uh yeah I, I just uh i i got that the movie was 
you know, lampooning mm-hmm. those that generation essentially and uh, the different uh, archetypes of those right. those people. So, uh, but look, uh, I I can't say that you're wrong. These these kids are annoying, right? Uh, and we both agree that it's by design. But again, uh, just based purely on aesthetics, it's it's not to your taste. You don't like yep. it, and that's uh, a, a fair criticism. Fair it's enough. like. Uh, it's like shoving a cactus up your ass. It's like, yeah, it's not for everybody. No, thank you. Right. I am not interested in that. You right. enjoy. I it get, is simply not like for it. me. Right. Yes. We're on the same yeah. page. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. It's turkey basters only. Right. But I'm willing to try the cactus like I was trying. I was willing to try bodies, 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 you know. And this brings us to an all new edition of <laughs> Can Steven Fit It? <laughs> we'll end the shactus. He's back. Oh, hey. He's going right up the ass. Um, well, I'll tell you uh, one thing that was a, a bit of a pain in the ass for me. Mm-hmm. This is the aforementioned 10% universal picture that oh, I yeah. didn't didn't quite get into. Mm-hmm. And this is the 2023 film Renfield. Have you seen this? Man, I want to, but I've heard that same kind of thing where it's like, yeah. they could have done so great, and then they just didn't quite make it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this one is missing some heart, which is unfortunate because uh, it the story is by Robert Kirkman from uh, oh, yeah. The Walking Dead and Invincible Comics, and he's you know kind of showruns, uh, well, I guess not showruns, but he's like the the main guy, mm-hmm. the idea guy behind those properties. Um, stories, stories. It's starring Nicholas's Cage and Holt as Dracula mm-hmm. and the titular Renfield, respectively. And um, so the the general plot is that uh, Dracula's longtime servant, Renfield, has grown tired of dealing with his master's abuse and seeks help from a local support group that focuses on helping people in codependent relationships. And I remember seeing the trailer for the first time, and I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool take mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, like, very, like, grounded. There's going to be some, like, comedy in there uh, you know, just from what the trailer, trailer had shown. But I thought, oh, I, I really like this this take. Now— Eventually, the mob gets involved in the story. This turns into a pretty zany universal picture. Right. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. This is not this is not what I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be. And I think maybe this is a, uh, a matter of not meeting expectations. Mm-hmm. But also, like, part of it is, like, I don't know. Some of the, uh, the, some of the, like, action, like, uh, scenes didn't fully work for me. Some of the CGI looked a little bit, like, off. Um, and I feel like I'm more likely to excuse some of that stuff if I'm enjoying the movie and the story overall. But uh, this was not quite there. It also features Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, and Brandon Scott Jones, hmm. uh, who's an actor I like in a lot of like uh, recent like half-hour comedies or whatever. Uh, very much an action comedy with vampires. It's uh, more violent than I expected. There's a lot of blood just like That's spraying around. Yeah, and. Uh, I thought the colors looked a little bit oversaturated mm-hmm. to me. If you've seen the posters, it's like vivid, like greens and purples and blues and stuff, which is cool. But it's like at a certain point, it, it just looks uh, too like saccharine, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. I uh, I thought the movie was just OK. I, I know some people uh, are really like super into it, but man, this was. Yeah, it's, it's not not quite my thing. I've mostly heard that actually. It's like a lot of people oh, really? were excited about it, and then it didn't quite deliver. Um, I actually saw a clip. I watched most of it the other day on YouTube. It was like a deleted scene, and it was a, a musical sequence with with Renfield going through like a public square and dancing with all these people. And I was like, oh my god, 
Brent would have hated this in the movie. So I forgot all about that. No, I said it was deleted. I know. I forgot that you said it just now. <laughs> uh, but once I watched it, I was really into it because it's a musical sequence and I like those. And I was like, I wonder, like, it was so weird, though, the the tone of it. Everything is so different from a movie you'd expect like that. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I wonder where this would have fit in. I hadn't seen the movie yet, so haven't. And uh, so, yeah, now I'm curious. I'm more curious since seeing that. And like, would it have been better with uh, with such a thing in it? Like, just if you're going to go that weird, just go go full on, you know, so. Yeah, I I feel like they did. Uh, I I really wanted them to focus more on the like support group thing. I thought that was like a really cool mm. angle. But then you get like all of this like crazy like m- mob stuff. Yeah, and like I don't know. It was just Didn't uh, quite work for diff- you. different than what I expected. Right. And it was uh, the 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 action stuff really kind of overpowered the the other aspects yeah. of the movie that I was uh, looking for. Um, let's move forward to another 2023 movie, Skinner Oh. Still haven't seen it. Oh, well. Hmm. This one's really divisive. Yeah. Uh-huh. What What was Brent's thoughts on this? Do you know what this movie's about? I know. I know as much as I want to. Okay. Um, all right. Well, then I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that then. Um, so uh, this movie is a Canadian film. Mm. And uh, from what I understand, a very cheap budget is like, Ten or fifteen thousand uh, dollars to make this, and it's uh, grossed maybe like two million or more. So it's like done very well for itself. So I applaud the filmmakers for that. Um, overall, this is more like a an eerie tone poem mm. to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, this movie's one hundred minutes long. Mm. I say trim it down to four. <laughs> that's good. Short that's kind of uh huh. All right, yeah, right, that's, right. Uh, it it does have a very like eerie um uh quality to it. Mm-hmm. I know I just said eerie again, but uh it's uh, unsettling mm-hmm. at certain points. Um but it really is like those those points are like far between mm. and the cinematography is very weird. It's like uh I guess it was filmed on digital, but mm-hmm. it was like uh it has all these um uh, effects that make it look like it was filmed on like VHS or right. like closed circuit uh, cameras or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, like a lot of the time it's just these static shots of this, the interior of this house. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, just like a corner of a room. And you're just looking at that for like two and a half, three minutes. And then it changes to, uh, the floor, mm-hmm. two rooms over. And it's there for like mm-hmm. six minutes and it's just like whatever sound you hear. Sometimes it's people talking. Sometimes it's just mm-hmm. like uh, general noises around the house. But there are moments where you're like, ooh, that was, didn't care for that. Right, Wouldn't right. want to come across that. But it's just very long. And I just don't like meandering mm-hmm. much like this review is. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just, a, it, it was okay. Not quite my thing. I'm glad that it exists for people that, uh, dug it but uh yeah not not quite for me i'm intrigued enough uh from what i've heard from people both not liking it or liking it has been a a recommendation in a way because um i don't really i don't really know why uh what i've realized is that hearing people talk about it more and more and the little that i do know about it and i kind of just want to go in you you haven't spoiled anything for me with what you just said but um i've realized this is a movie that i need to experience 
and then come yeah. out of it and see what I think and then kind of be like, oh, okay, this, this person I knew recommended or this person didn't, you know, kind of why, uh, after the fact I need to understand. It's like, it seems like such a different movie and quiet and long and meandering and stuff that, uh, it, it's either going to work for me or it doesn't. Cause some of those really work for me where I can be like, oh, well, this movie works for me on a hundred, hundred levels, but I also recognize it wouldn't work for anybody else on any level. Okay. And yeah. then there's other movies that I'm like, no, it could have worked, but it didn't. So I don't know where I'm going to fall on that one, but uh, yeah. I'm very intrigued to, to check it out. So I've seen it's, it's been on shutter a little bit, uh, and some other things too, but, um, mm-hmm. I just haven't made my way over to, to check it out yet, but, uh, I'm definitely intrigued enough yeah i don't know i i i haven't bit the bullet yet i keep i i'll i'll pass it by sometimes and be like oh maybe it's tonight and then i'm like do i want to just watch a corner for an hour i don't know if that's tonight you know and i haven't yeah. i haven't swallowed the pill yet so yeah it, when you get around to it definitely mention it on the show because i mm-hmm. i do want to get your thoughts on it and it's uh it's a unique film to say the least right, right, so right. you know got to give him credit for that uh, another 2023 movie i want to mention is cobweb starring mm. lizzie kaplan mm-hmm. anthony Starr, and then cleopatra coleman as well as a young actor named woody norman who's the main character and i think delivers a really compelling mm-hmm. performance do you know anything about this movie i know mitch when he came on right uh me as august mm-hmm. uh he had uh mentioned that he had uh well he recommended it Right. I, I pretty much know the people involved and what you said there. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one for sure. It seems like it's gotten good buzz, good word of mouth and everything. So uh, it seems pretty scary. I love Lizzie Kaplan. So I'm I'm in mm-hmm. for that alone. Uh, I'll kind of check yeah. her out in anything. So, Well, Stephen, much like Barbarian, uh, this movie is best enjoyed going in as blind as possible. Ooh, I love it. So I'm not going to tell you anything okay. other than um, I think it is legitimately creepy at times. Ooh, I love it. And it surprised me at the direction it took. Cool. So, I love that. Much like yeah, Barbarian. Yeah, yeah. Let me know what you think whenever you That's see it. That's a good, it. simple review that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, nope. Without nope. spoiling anything, Mm-mm. this is not a spoiler. I'm just saying it reminded me of another thing. And after you see it, I want you to tell me if it reminds you of something. And we could even talk about that off air. But mm. uh, Is it Winnie the yeah. Blue Blood and Honey? Fuck. No, oh, I know. You, you kind of ruined it the way you said it. So Fuck. You said, I want to oh. remind Pooh. I mean, you. So it kind of kind of slipped out there. But uh, I'm curious. I'll let you know. I'll let you know what I think. Oh, bother. <laughs> and then my last thing, finally, my last fucking thing here. The uh, most disturbing thing I've watched mm. this spooky season is a documentary film from mm. this year. It's a Hulu documentary called Monster Inside, America's Most Extreme haunted house oh okay uh, do you know i don't know anything okay uh well look we're going to end as we began uh by talking about haunts but mm-hmm. this time it's about this place called mccammy manor mm-hmm. and uh this guy named russ mccammy or mccammy i guess uh mccammy manor is a haunt that he built and it's an extreme version of a haunted house where mm-hmm. Uh, and in the documentary, it discusses this. Uh, sometimes people who are thrill seekers and need a little bit more just going through like, you know, a, a regular haunted house maze or whatever mm-hmm. isn't really going to do anything for them. So uh, there are certain places you can go where uh, the performers can like touch you and like tie you up and right. like put you in small spaces or whatever. But you're supposed to come out of it uh, feeling like a catharsis mm-hmm. overall. Um, this guy really takes this to the nth degree and, um, he ends up, 
making the people feel abused mm. and disrespected and violated. And I, just a quick trigger warning, the footage that you see in this documentary is real. There's mm. no reenactments of anything. Uh, he had a person he worked with that would film a lot of the stuff he does to people. And that guy has that footage and like gave that to the mm. documentary makers. And it is fucking intense. Mm. Like it's fucked up. Like, Whenever you go to this thing, you sign this waiver Mm -hmm. that basically allows them to do whatever they want uh, without being able to sue this motherfucker, uh, including, like, bodily harm. Like, somebody got Mm -hmm. their ribs broken. Somebody else had, like, teeth pulled out. People got their heads shaved. People got, like... uh, That's too much. Two black eyes uh, to where they couldn't even, like, open them because of swelling and, like, their whole face was swollen up. And it's just... It was it was fucking intense, um, but it, this is one of the best documentaries I've seen in the last several years. Mm. It was so well put together. Uh, I appreciated the focus on this piece of shit who's running this thing. I don't know if it's still in business or what, but he's never interviewed. He like declined, but the uh, essentially his victims that are interviewed uh, go into pretty um, intense detail about yeah. their experience. They also get backstory of their own lives and why they would seek something out like this. There's a therapist in this documentary that kind of walks one of those people through their experience. And, uh, she gives reason behind why people would seek this out. And, uh, I guess the psychology mm-hmm. behind the whole thing. And, uh, man, I would recommend this unless any of that sounds too intense for you mm-hmm. then stay the fuck away because th- this one's a, a a big deal so you know yeah just, just so people are aware i'm on it yeah i'm like torn on this i think i don't think i'd want to watch that like that is it's it's the same way like it, it's almost like that's what people think horror fans are they're like sadists and yeah. that they like these like nasty things and it's like no i like them because they're fun and the second you you turn, uh, especially like a, a real physical haunted house attraction into like a dangerous thing, yeah, uh, that's not fun anymore. So that doesn't even yeah. sound like that great to me. You know what I'm saying? This was a movie that my wife had actually added to oh, our wow. queue. I think we watched it on yeah, it was on Hulu. It's mm-hmm. a uh, Hulu original, and uh, I like it, it kind of like was stuff that we were both interested in. It's mm-hmm. like true crime for her and then like right. horror stuff for me. And uh so we both watched it. We both thought it was interesting. Um I uh I I, I don't know, man. It, it's one of these these weird things. I, I wonder if your your wife might like it or any of our listeners who like true crime mm-hmm. might dig it because it is uh it does go there. But also one of the um the the people that are interviewed that attended the uh this extreme haunt um, he was a he's a former soldier. He did like three tours in Iraq, and it's kind of like uh, fucking that that movie with uh, Jeremy Renner, where he's the like bomb technician guy. Oh, uh, um, Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, same filmmaker, but it was like her previous movie, hmm. Hurt Locker. That's Hurt what Locker. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this guy because of his experience overseas and the war he's now here in the states back home technically Mm -hmm. but he doesn't see it as his home and he's got like all this ptsd he's dealing with and these extreme haunts kind of help him with that Hmm. and uh i know it seems weird at first but this documentary really like opened my eyes to being like oh these people are like not weird 
mm-hmm. because they want to do this. They're like trying to process yeah. various traumas in their lives. And uh, it really made them uh, sympathetic to mm-hmm. me. So uh, certainly not anything that I would partake in. I don't even sometimes I will eat a marshmallow and it's like too sharp, <laughs> too sharp for me. You know, you should you would enjoy my my nephew Christian's haunt. It's a lot more yeah. tame than this, and uh, no bodily harm comes to anybody. But uh, I, I, I did see, like, billboards for Houston haunts that seem pretty scary and stuff. And even those, like, even the ones that are just normal scary haunts, like, don't always appeal to me. Um, I really like my movies so much and everything, but uh, I'd yeah. be intrigued for that. If I went with friends and stuff, that, that that's fun. I've done that in the past, but I have no interest to go to these, like, extreme ones, though. And there's a lot out there. Um, not I have no idea. Extreme, but like kind of extreme. Like there's a whole thing to push the envelope and be scarier and scarier. But um, yeah, not for me, man. Not for me. Yeah, well, I don't need it. Okay, I'll, I'll cancel our plane tickets though. So I want this my, is on me. I want my ghost face, and that's it. This is a learning lesson right. for me. There you go. And this is uh, a learning podcast. It's an educational podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the the last thing on modern horror that I wanted to mention is that I don't know if you heard there was a sequel announcement the other day for It Follows called They Follow. Have you heard of oh, that? Oh, I just heard about this. Yeah. Yes. Same same creative team is back. I think his name was David Robert Mitchell was the writer director of the first one. Micah Monroe. No, back. Dave Roberts is on oh, Area International. Right. He's one of the hosts. Yeah. This is, now I'm like, is that? Yeah, we know him. Uh, he's our best <laughs> friend. Um, but yeah, they're uh, they're making it. They follow, which I think is a fun follow up title. And uh, I'm I'm just so excited to see that because I I think it was last year. Was that last year we did that? It follows. I was believe before? so. Yeah. Um, that you you'd watched it and you really liked it. I was afraid that you wouldn't, but uh, you really liked it. And ever since they announced the the sequel, I've been really wanting to watch It Follows again. But I feel like that's one of the best modern more movies for uh, the dread, the feeling of dread. And oh, for sure. Some of the some of the cinematography is just so creepy and well done, and the acting is stellar. So uh, I'm super looking forward to that one. So, oh, me too. I uh, I I don't know where it's going to go, mm-hmm. and uh, man, I'm just like so excited for it. I'm kind of like. I don't even know what they follow as opposed to it follows is supposed to mean. I'm like, are there going to be multiple people at once? I, I, I'm like, I don't even know where they'd go with that, but I'm just down for the ride because I, I think they're they have a good team behind it. So, wait a minute. So. In this world, the it follows like um, mm-hmm. spirit, right? Is a ghost face because <gasps> there's like multiple of them. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. But Skeet's not in it. We, we don't know this. Okay, it could be in the sequel. Could be the sequel. We don't okay. know. We're gonna bring Little back. John's in it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this was fun. I I feel like I, I'm all out of whack because of the the time change and stuff. And it was Me a long too. episode as well, but it was, um, it was, but yeah, I had a lot Thank of Thank you for fun. hanging in there. Of course, man. Uh, I had a lot of fun. And, uh, next week we should be back with, uh, my nephew Christian for, uh, an episode about the making of the haunt is alive, our short film from this year. So, uh, mm-hmm. I look forward to discussing it with him. As Brent said, you can reach out through our Instagram and let us know if you have any questions about the making of that movie, uh, for, for me or Christian, we'd love to answer it. And I, uh, I'm excited to talk about it with you, Brent. So, uh, Hell yeah. just share a little bit more about the world there. Uh, I'm trying to go through and get some like fun outtakes or photos and stuff. We had a, a few from behind the scenes that were kind of fun. So maybe we'll have something by that time, but, uh, definitely soon. And, uh, 
yeah, hopefully you just have more more fun stuff out in the world soon. Hell yeah, dude. I'm Excellent. fucking looking forward to it. Excellent. Well, let me get my script back in front of me so I actually know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> uh, as usual, you can f- contact us. Uh, the, all the info's in the show notes. Instagram seems to be the best way to contact us right now. That's definitely for the, those questions. That'll be easiest. Uh, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And we uh, definitely enjoy people finding us and letting their friends know so more people can hang out with us and have a good time. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a blast. I, I, I really love doing all the horror stuff we do for october and having that spooky season i've been trying to keep it going through november i thought i would more and more but Mm -hmm. honestly christmas is kind of sneaking the back of my brain sorry brent um i've held off so far i haven't listened to a single christmas song i haven't watched a christmas movie i almost watched the night before but i held off Okay. Held off, right. So just edging. Yeah, I've been edging hardcore. Um, yeah, but yeah. I I will say one of my last notes I had in here wasn't really with the stuff we watched uh, in our text group. Um, our friend Allison had mentioned after our discussion about the Halloweens last week that she was finally thinking about watching Halloween H two O. She never knew that Joseph Gordon Levitt was in that movie, and now oh, she wants yeah. to watch it. And I was like, hell yeah! And then my buddy James texted me that because of our review of Halloween Resurrection, he finally wants to watch that fucking train wreck. So there you go, oh, yeah. Britt. You got one. I got, I got one. one. Fuck. I can't believe it. But uh, I can't I can't also stop him because uh, it is a fun train wreck to watch sort of. So, you know, I just saw that Buster Rhymes is putting out a new album, I think, later this year. Oh, yeah. It, which is like it's got to be soon because this year's almost right. over, dude. Close. And uh, I was like, is this because we talked about him on? Oh, yeah. Eltis? I'm like, of course it is. <laughs> of Just like how Halloween is. fell on a Tuesday for us this year. It's all around. It's all around us. And we really appreciate that. Everybody. It's all coming up. Eltis, you know? Hell yeah, baby. Well, Brent, I had a good time tonight. Uh, next week, come back for some talk about The Haunt is Alive. It's short film, you know, short filmmaking questions. And uh, yeah, that'll be fun, man. I look forward to it. And uh, I had a lot of a lot of fun with you today, sir. Me too. It's a fucking blast. Thank you for letting me check all these boxes off my indeed various lists. There are a couple of things I skipped over. If I'm, I'm being honest, <laughs> I figured you did. Still long as fuck. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I didn't have much to talk about, unfortunately, this episode. But I loved hearing you talk about all of those, and I will check out some of the ones you mentioned. Uh, right now, the only one that's coming to my mind is Skin of Marink. And I'm like, there are so many ways. The comics sounded really cool. There's a lot of better stuff in there, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see a lot of it. So, uh, yeah. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. One, two, three. We could. Oh, okay. I'm the Crypt Keeper. And don't worry, I fuck. (laughs) I believe it. Look at him. He's a randy fella, you know? He's got that stringy hair. Oh, the ladies go crazy. Oh, my God. The way he drags his, like, single tooth across the crotch. Oh, my God. Uh, Set your body ablaze, girl. (laughs) You know? And boy. But do not light a match near him. He will go up in flames. Oh, my God. He is combustible. Right. Yeah. There are uh, fallen tree limbs... From the Great Depression that are like, holy shit, dude, you got to moisturize. Right. You got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. He's just basically like a bag of bones, skin and farts at this point. He he really is, you know, you know, he but yeah. I love him. He looks like uh, similar to a couch cushion from our youths. <laughs> like you would go to your grandparents house and you could just like you could tell there there's been some fart installation in those cushions. Oh, and gotcha. They need to be exercised right. you know you got you start mm-hmm. beating on those cushions hard enough a fucking pazuzu is gonna pop out of there oh shit mm-hmm. don't scare me like that Pass, poop, poop.
don't know. All right. You know, Stephen, uh, sometimes we struggle with what to discuss in no. the outtakes, if you can believe it, you know? Most of the time yeah. we just bullshit our way through it, like the, the past several episodes. But something happened to me today where I was like, nope, this is going in the show for sure. Oh, perfect. It was weird. Uh, Stephen, I feel <laughs> like you and I have done this podcast often enough, and it has enough of an uh, improvisational nature that mm. we can kind of like BS our way through certain situations. Yeah. Stephen, I was caught wildly off guard today. Oh, wow. In my most vulnerable state, and I <laughs> did not know what to do. I was just so perplexed by the situation that I I was just, I just stood there in sheer bafflement, and oh, I, wow. I didn't know which possible question to ask. And uh, so I, I want to tell you about this, this situation that, that came across today. Uh, thing the first, we're recording on Sunday, November 5th, and... Uh, this is the the, uh, the the time is rolled back, right? So, uh, oh yeah, it just happened. Uh, yeah, so it's it's fine for now. We're recording in the evening, so it's not like right. it affected our morning records, but it will feel very late here shortly. Yeah, and uh, I mean, look, we wouldn't be the first people to fall asleep during a during episode of the show. show. <laughs> so, you know, do with that what you will. Just be prepared. Just be prepared. So. I thought, look, we, we've got a nighttime record. I'm going to be able to circumvent any, like, morning weirdness that should rear its ugly head uh-huh. when I woke up this morning. So I get up, uh, you know, I take care of my, my dogs, feed them, uh, let them outside, and uh, bring them back in. And as we're, like, in the kitchen just hanging out, my, uh, my, my dogs and I, my wife just uh, woke up and uh, went to the restroom. I all of a sudden my dogs just start freaking the fuck out like mm-hmm. like howling and, and growling and everything. I was like, what is what's going on here? And their their spidey senses went off because before our doorbell rang, I guess they heard a car door slam or something. Mm-hmm. And we've got a, um, a camera on our doorbell so I can uh-huh. see if somebody shows up. And I looked at my watch and I could see somebody was here. I thought, oh, this is weird. But my wife just ran a half marathon the day before, so I thought maybe it's one of her running friends that came over or somebody from, like, neighborhood something or other that she knows is coming by. Couldn't ask right. her because, again, she was in the restroom. So I'm like, oh, okay. I let the, the dogs outside in our backyard, which is fenced in, and uh, I thought, well, let's, let's go see what this is about. Open the front door. Stephen, it's a, a woman I've never seen before in my entire uh-huh. life uh at first i thought it was a like a step family member but then i was like they don't know where i live and then also why would they be here this early why is anyone at my house this right. early it was like 7 30 in the morning oh wow and i i was perplexed and she was she was standing at my front door when i opened the door i had a like i was feel like i was vis- visibly taken aback like boner. oh no. you had a boner <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs> i'm not allowed to have those on sunday you know oh, not on the okay, sabbath Stephen. come no. on now right uh, come on now that's what i'm saying <laughs> no okay don't come on now <laughs> take my words out of context so i feel like i was visually perplexed enough and she was not even though right she and i had never seen each other before 
And the first word she spoke to me was, hey, did I leave my phone in your car? <laughs> I I sh- shook my head. I was uh, from side to side. I started fluttering my my eyelids. I was like, what? And it felt like you're not my girlfriend. <laughs> she knows never to come here. Um, but I was like, what? And she said, oh, uh, did you go out last night? And I was like, huh? What? How? This is your follow-up question? I said, no. And, I mean, that's the truth. My wife and I were together all day yesterday. Uh, and we ran some errands, like, in the early after, or the late afternoon. But we were home by, like, 7 and just, like, chilled out here. And I was like, no? And she said, oh, okay, because I did a uh, find my phone thing. I lost my phone. I did a find my phone uh, trace. And it says that. My phone is here. Whoa, weird. I, and I said, what? And she rattled off my address. And I said, that's right, but I don't... I, and this is the point where I was just stunned. I was like, right. why are we having this conversation at this point? There was, <laughs> why are you at my house? <laughs> and there was a truck. Uh, I don't know if she drove it or if somebody drove her. Whatever the case... The truck was not pulled in my driveway, even. The truck was sitting in the middle of the road between my house and my neighbors across the street, just like in the middle, just like parked right uh-huh. there in yeah, the middle. Yeah, as you do. So even if, sure. like, this person became a psychopath and, like, tried to attack me, if my wife needed to escape, this truck was, like, blocking part of our driveway to where that wasn't going to be That's smart. an option. They're and smart. I don't... It was so fucking weird. And I was like, I don't understand the concept <laughs> of what reality I'm in right now. I was so fucking confused. And then I said, look, I mean, you can look and if you can visibly just look across my yard and you see your phone, go ahead. But I don't know you and I do not have your phone. Right. Now, after this exchange, she said, oh, that's OK. Well, thanks anyway. And I say, yeah. And I sorry, like watch with the, the truck. And I like shut the door. And I was like. I was really like rethinking existence, Stephen. I felt uh-huh, right. so displaced in reality that I, I could not believe. I was like, you know what? <laughs> if we didn't have the time change, this probably would not have happened. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know I feel why. Like it had to have been that. But some fucking Loki level trickery is going on here. Right. And I, I didn't understand what happened. And then I was like, ah, this is weird. So I like go and bring my dogs back in and like uh, doing some cleaning in the kitchen. And then I uh, I heard my wife say something as she like uh, came to the doorway. I said, what? She said, who the hell is coming here at 730 in the morning? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Let me tell you about what just happened to me. And it was it was fucking weird, man. I don't know who this person was i don't know why she thought i might have her phone but i could tell you yeah, she had your address like what the hell that's so weird it is weird and then also like my wife and i were trying to piece together what would have happened the night before to where right. you go to a stranger's house you're not <laughs> shocked at what the person looks like and then you just casually ask oh did i leave my, did I leave my phone in your car so this woman was probably shit-faced to an extreme 
level. Oh, I love it. Does not Still, know when she saw you that morning. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Could have been. I might have been. You know, but she she was so out of it that she just assumes. Oh, I probably got shit faced and got a ride home with somebody and left my phone in your car or maybe it was like a uh, an uber situation maybe she thinks i'm an uber say, driver yeah. and i was like oh this, i don't i don't like any of this situation at all it felt like God, can you imagine being an uber driver and someone comes to your house the next day <laughs> i'd be like uh this is not the rules man this is no. not cool you just like reach in your pocket put on a pink mustache you're like oh no i am a lift very nice <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, I'll see you later then. Yeah. You're like, yeah, escape that one. Got, Got her, her new phone, though, which is great. Yeah. Oh, no, I do have her phone. Oh, no, I left that part out of the story. Of I do have her phone. I met her oh, last right, night. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you don't remember how you got it because you were so shit-faced last night. Well, yeah, Stephen, I don't want to admit to my flaws. I just want to make other people feel weird. She's like, comes to your house and your wife answers the door at 730 and she's like, hi, I'm a stripper at this club. I think your husband has my phone and you're like, whoa, nope, none of that happened. Oh, wait, what happened last night? Yeah. Oh, man, it was it was unsettling. And it was like at my house, I'm at my front door. I don't have shoes on, you know, and I feel like if if I'm going no to meet plan. a stranger, I want shoes on, especially look. Wow. I don't mean to break it down to race, but it, especially if they're a white person, I might need to mm-hmm. run. You know, right. So, right. I'm just like, I don't, I just felt way too vulnerable. I was like, I can't, I can't dig this. I, 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 nah, nah. I love Not that you me. need shoes on to meet strangers. That's a really fun quirk for me. Like, you, like, if your wife did come out and you're like, put your shoes on, like, mm-hmm. first thing, like, just, and she's like, oh my God, it's serious. There's a weirdo <laughs> yeah. at the door. <laughs> we have a go bag, not for like earthquakes or tornadoes. It's just for like meeting new people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's, that's actually a pretty smart idea to have a go bag for strangers, I think. That way you can just escape at any moment. Exactly. Well, yeah, and I uh, I needed to start filling my pockets with, like, I don't know, confetti or ninja dust or something like that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's the only time you approve of glitter to get out of a stranger situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just on my hand for the rest of my life. Damn. Uh, yeah, man, that would really freak me out. I agree, especially on the time change day. Everything feels weird. It really does. Today, yeah. On those days. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, and that really throws you off, especially any, it's like two, two things, uh, time change day makes me feel weird. Mm-hmm. And then people coming to my house, like <laughs> yeah. unannounced, you oh, know, yeah. and you get so those on the same day and that's, oh my God, it throws you out. Look, if somebody shows up at our house unannounced, it's typically my wife's family. So I, that was my initial first thought. It's like, oh, what are they doing alive at this early morn right. you know, or this early time? But, uh, Why are they no, you? that was, that was not the case. That was, um. Uh, that was weird. I don't know well, what happened to this person. I just hope they uh, leave me alone forever. I don't do not. So like. she left. I I was really afraid you were going to say uh, at certain parts of the story other other issues like you put your dogs in the backyard and then you said like go away, look in my yard, leave, mm-hmm. and then you look up and you see her in your backyard because you said you could look. She could look in your yard. Oh. You know, like I I was like, oh please don't tell me she just like stuck around for like hours like looking for this thing. You know. Like no, fucking I, Rick Moranis looking for his kids in the grass. <laughs> She's in one of those uh, harnesses with the colander on her head. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way to find your phone, man. It really is, you know. Um, that's just like primitive find my phone technology. Is, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Taking a, a magnifying glass to your, to your face and uh, reverse hammock. Kids today. 
I mean, like, yeah, yeah, kids yeah. They don't understand, man. They, uh, they really don't. Well, I think that's an omen, and I hope that you don't die because of it. But if you do, we will know what to look. Um, mm-hmm. I will find your find my iPhone and go to her house. Okay, yeah. To make sure I find your body. So don't worry, I do have that covered. Look, uh, for you and any of the listeners that want to find my uh, my killer, uh, which is most assured at this point. Uh, just come to Oklahoma and just start yelling, hey, Tammy. She looked like a Tammy to me. I mean, the, more than likely. Oh, Tammy, that makes sense. Yeah, she's she's going to rear her, her head and be like, yeah, you got my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how about we we uh, sync with Stranger Danger? Steven, today. that was literally what I was going to suggest. <laughs> no fucking way. It fucking worked. Hell yeah. Whoa. Only took 329 okay, episodes. But finally got the stranger danger, man. Hell yeah. yeah. This is a PSA episode. This is it, help people out. Steven, you know? it's an educational podcast. We've been saying it for years. Uh, please give us the educational discounts on on, on SoundCloud. Yes. <laughs> Does that work? Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's stick with stranger danger on three. One, two, three. Stranger, stranger danger. danger. Man. Nice. Tammy. <laughs> She's like a Pokemon. She just says her own name. <laughs> Tabby. Happy Halloween, I guess. I guess. Happy November. Bye. L P A S.